This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to the not Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo edition of the Make America Grape Again podcast. I'm your host, Cody Burkett. I've got plenty of awesome guests here today. Let's go around the circle, and uh, we're talking Riesling today. We've got a lot of Riesling to cover, and there's no Riesling to let things go by. I don't know where that pun was going. I guess there's no Riesling to make that pun yet. Ah! Elizabeth, happy to be here. Elizabeth Craker is a uh, veteran of this podcast. She's been on quite a few episodes. Uh, My name is Ruben Magdaleno. Ruben has been on at least one episode, our drunken birthday escapade, which apparently, according to everyone else that was there, doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Gingrich, winemaking human. Uh, Adam Gingrich, Gingrich, I swear I can talk right, is a winemaking human who works at Boop Winery in Boop, Arizona. I'm Megan, the judgmental graphic designer. And we also were thinking of a new nickname for you, but... uh, we can't say it on this air because it has the N-word. Not that N-word. <laughs> what? The other N-word. The German N-word. The German N-word. And speaking of German N-words, Riesling is not one of them. So uh, we're going to do Rieslings from all over the U.S. to start. And then at the finish, we're going to compare them with three Germans. Three German Rieslings. Three German humans? Three German humans who are covered in Riesling. No, not really. <laughs> So our Riesling number one is the most recent vintage. Pippin, are you going to be a good boy? He's going to be a good boy. Ooh, Pippin. Ooh, you tickle. (laughs) So this is the Joy Riesling 2020 vintage from Del Rio Springs Vineyard. I'm also going to pour some in our special quasi som glass here. That is a cool label. Yeah, Megan, why don't you talk about this label? It's a picture of something. <laughs> if it's not Joy, then... Her name yeah. is Joy, actually. That better be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the fonts they use. Otherwise, it's literally just a picture. It looks like her high school picture or something like that. I don't know. Um, kind of looks like Selena. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, that explains your interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure there's some sort of wonderful meaning behind it. I just don't. Would you read the back label for us, please? Del Rio Springs Vineyard is located at the head headwaters of the Verde River at an altitude of 45... I can't. <laughs> 4,550 feet. Jesus. Uh, this microclimate is well suited for the growing of cool climate wine grapes. Our Riesling is an off-dry wine with very concentrated overflowing aromas of pineapple, dried apricot, pear, and light touch of honey on the nose. This wine is ever so slightly sweet on the palate to balance out the crisp acidity typical of a cool climate Riesling. It is great by itself as well with salads, toasted nuts, and soft cheeses. So speaking of none of those things, mm-hmm. uh, but of food, I actually made sort of fusion cuisine tacos here. I used pork and bratwurst, uh, a prickly pear wheat beer as kind of the base, as well as uh, some pickle juice to uh, cook up all of this stuff, and along with some sauerkraut, and so we can all stick it in tacos. 
and uh, that'll be kind of our food pairing. Ruben also brought spring rolls. Yes. That works out really well with all of it. Which actually does work really well. No, does it? Good. Uh, yeah, no, Riesling yeah, and Thai food is kind of yeah. a classic pairing. That's true. Does concentrated and overflowing actually work well, though? What? That, very a concentrated. What? Uh, what's the wording? It was, um, okay, uh, off-dry white wine with very concentrated overflowing aromas. Overflowing, maybe jumping out of the glass. So winemaker for this is uh, Rex Glasden, Del Rio Springs, Chino Valley. What are we all getting on the nose of this wine? Why am I singing? Hmm. It's got a really nice range of aromas. Kind of tropical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Floral, tropical. I feel like I get that little bit of petrol thing. Yeah, and yeah it's definitely. appropriately Riesling. Yeah. yeah. So petrol is one of those characters that's often used to describe, especially aged German Rieslings. To get it in one that's this young is really fascinating. Although the the wine does have kind of a simple cap here. That's a very weird, it's plastic. Yeah, it's a, a plastic uh, shelving enclosure almost. <clears throat> but, uh, they also only did about 30 cases. Hmm. Actually, maybe less than that. Wow, super small batch. Yeah, they only have one row of this, and I actually helped plant it, and that's how I ended up with this bottle. Wow. Well, but he called it Arizona Riesling, so do you think they blended something else into it? I don't think so. Because if it came right from the vineyard... The only other thing I could think... Well, it's not uh, It's not an AVA. Right, but you could say Yavapai County. That's true. more specific than Arizona. That's true. I don't know, but... Uh, I never see people call it by county. I don't know if that's actually... something I rarely see, except I don't at Page Springs. Yeah, they do. Yeah, a lot they, of people do. They do, and I think it's because maybe people don't that. realize they can. Could be. That could be. I don't know. I've... Well, yeah, by county is a large that's county true. as well, too, so... It might I mean, not actually be part of it. I don't know. I don't know. You may be narrowing it down to the ballpark from the sport. <laughs> All I can say is that... Uh, if he, there's not much other Riesling in the state really to go around. Mm-hmm. Carlson Creek, I think, grows the most of anyone in the state. But uh, and most of it's down in Wilcox. Most of it is down in Wilcox. Which is what I was going to kind of second when she was saying um, that the um, that it tasted like it might have like a very tropical flavor. For me, that almost is either warm ferment or um, right, overripe fruit to a degree. So typically, in white wines, where you start getting those more like mango, papaya, pineapples. That's true. It's not a leaping out of the glass. Though. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's subtle. I mean, it's there more on the palate. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the nose, and I don't think it's pleasant. It's very pleasant. Yeah, nice and bright and crisp. It took me a second. My first sip, I was not a fan. It was kind of tart, but it's mellowing out now. Whoa. Hmm? Whoa. What do you think, Ruben? That is, uh, <clears throat> it, it has an uh, acidic spine there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it smacked me with the fruit initially. It was um, very fruit forward. And then just, hi, hi, I'm, I'm acidity. <laughs> How are you? But it pairs excellent with the curry. Excellent. Oh, man. Now we'll find out how it goes with the tacos. Mm-hmm. I think Riesling pairs with just about anything. That's true. That acidity so, yeah. works really well. So in our first episode with Riesling, Gary and I drank one from New York. And we talked about how uh, there is some discussion over the etymology of Riesling. 
and that it may have come from a German word that uh, means to cut. And in a way, that's a really good description for what the acidity of Riesling does to the palate. Yeah, this is not nearly as sweet as I thought it'd be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, and and again, it reminds me of um, a Riesling from about the only region we didn't get a bottle from, uh, which is Alsace. Yeah. Or Alsace. I always forget how that's properly pronounced. Alsatian? Yeah. Well, we'll call it an Alsatian style. Yeah. Because that way I don't have to figure out how to pronounce the, the actual region of France. I think Alsace is the one I've always, most common I've heard. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like Riesling got its name from being on the Rhine? Uh, that's or the, or the actual another, river. I say that sounds... That is another theory. Okay. Um, Behind the etymology. Yeah. Genesis Robinson talks about it in um, the book Wine Grapes about uh, theories of etymology. And, but uh, being a linguist nerd... I really yeah, kind of like the yeah, right. the idea that it comes from a, a German word that means to cut. Mm-hmm. Because again, that kind of describes that that style. So next up. You know, there I'm sorry, I'm still on this wine. I'm still puzzled by the off-dry call. Yeah. Maybe it's a reference to the amount of residual sugar. But because, you know, the acidity kind of balances it out, we're not really getting that residual sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Because, again, to me, it doesn't really, again, like you're saying, I wouldn't classify this as off-dry. Mm-hmm. To me, it, it tastes dry. Mm-hmm. But uh, it could be that there's so much acidity here because maybe they actually did harvest it early, but it was a warm ferment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the harvest date, unfortunately, for this. I mean, I could probably call him and ask, but... This is lovely. <clears throat> I would say... Yep. Actually, let's uh, let's talk about how we'd rate this wine. Rate it? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, just to kind of keep things simple. Or hell, we could do it uh, a point scale, a half point scale from one to five, like Vivino. Yeah, let's do a Vivino scale. Vivino? Okay. How would you rate this? I don't know. Mm, It's there. I'm not, like, super excited about it. Like a three and a half, four. Okay. Yeah, I said solid 3.5. It's it's not knocking my socks off, but I mean, this with the right Thai food or right spicy dish, you'd... It, it'll you can't go wrong. Yeah, maybe because I'm eating Thai, I'm gonna rate this one 3.75 because it, it's awesome. <laughs> I really like that this. could be it. We've got a lot of spice on this sausage, mm-hmm. and it might be overwhelming the flavors just enough to kind of. What do you think? Um, I would have given it a 3.5 as okay. well. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking a solid 3.5. I mean, I think it's a solid wine. Yeah, it's a solid, well-made wine. Mm-hmm. It's just a. Uh, there's not a Riesling I can think of to give it a higher score. Who was the winemaker on this one? Uh, Rick Sklosden. Thank you, Rick Sklosden. Mm-hmm. So next bottle is from the Old Mission Peninsula AVA in Michigan. You laugh, but uh, most of the Michigan wines I've had are pretty good. No, I'm laughing because, like, I, yeah, it's like, it brings me back of all the thousands of wines I've had from that AVA. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tr- I sense sarcasm. <laughs> they make thousands of wines? <laughs> they actually do make quite a bit. Now, this actually qualifies as a natural wine. Is this, is it spark? It is slightly fizzy. Is this what they call, what do they call it, a pet? pet nap? It's not a pet nap. Okay. 100% reason from the Old Mission Peninsula AVA in Michigan from new sellers, or no, any U sellers. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. It's called Splash. And you can definitely see that it wasn't filtered because it's cloudy. Plus mm-hmm. it's got the fizz, but the cloudiness in particular. Yeah. 
Is that a key lime on the label? Yes, it is. I like it. I love this label. I think it's freaking adorable. Definitely key lime on the palette, too. It smells like you entered someone's apartment that was just painted. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a little bit of a paint smell, huh? Personally. Still like the key petrol lime thing, Could I have a spring roll, please? It, right there in that box. So you can sure tell the difference between Arizona growing conditions and Michigan growing conditions. It's a lot colder in Michigan than it is in Arizona. And this is a much crisper flavor, whereas the Arizona Riesling is a much rounder flavor. Wow, this wine tastes just like eating a key lime pie. Mm-hmm. It, it smells like a limeade in paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might have to save a little bit for a key lime. Well, actually, probably wouldn't be good with the key lime. No, I think that would be too yeah, overwhelming as too a, a flavor. Yeah. Hmm. Really delicious, though. I think these are both delicious wines. What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, 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 what? Yeah. This is, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, this smacks you. This smacks you like a Yeah, it's got chart. really, really big acidity mm-hmm. and really big fruit sour. Yeah, I'm like, it's like tart sour. I agree with the sour. And I feel like the high tone probably comes from the fact that it obviously finished at some level in the bottle. Mm -hmm. I think the yeast were a little uh, upset that they were running out of food. (laughs) (laughs) This, this, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It tastes like um, if someone was trying to make a kombucha out of lime juice. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it does have a kombucha-y mouthfeel. There... And that bitterness that you get from kombucha. Yeah. There's a little bit of that bitterness on this one. Is there like a scoby in there or? I mean, there's sediment. That's a lot. <laughs> Under the right conditions, I don't mind this. I don't mind this. It, 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 is, it is full of lime though, lime juice. I feel this works a little better with the spring roll than with our taco. Mm-hmm. Well, let's give it a try. <laughs> uh, I did. Nope. Thank you. I also feel like since we like other things that I like to bring this up whenever we do, or whenever we find something, I feel like this would make a good ad- additive to a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a little bit of gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking tequila and agave. That's what I was thinking, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the citrusiness on it. Make a weird margarita. Hell yeah, that's, a pre- that pre- that's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not my favorite. I admit, I, I think I like the... the the Arizona one a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I've had Rieslings from Michigan I've liked more than this. Mm-hmm. But this is the one I had in my stash. <laughs> Courtesy of um, Len Thompson's uh, Cork Report Wine Club. Oh, there you go. So uh, this is from uh, a couple of, for lack of a better word, issues ago. I've had it in my cellar since. So I would probably pay 28 bucks for the first Riesling. The second Riesling, I would probably pay $18 for. I don't know the price points on all of these, unfortunately. For sure. Uh, this one I think is 30. So that's about um, spot on. Yeah, I don't remember what the price point of this one is though, offhand. Uh, this if it's new less sellers. than 18, that's a, that's a good deal. If it's 24, I'd still buy it. I don't know if I see you getting better the longer it stays open. Yeah, I think that this is one that uh, is kind of good once you open it, better to, to drink it now, mm-hmm. I think. Our first reason I think would last a little while longer. Mm-hmm. 
So speaking of reasons that'll last a little while longer, I'm gonna grab two more bottles. Uh, in the meantime, while I grab those, uh, let's share our favorite Riesling experience. Megan, why don't you go first? I don't remember. I'm not cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the best reason you've had so far? That's the thing. I, I don't. I don't remember. I'm not good at this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, no worries. I couldn't. I. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, Adam, why don't you talk about your favorite Riesling experience while I uh, grab your bottles number two and threes? Uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get geeky about it, I guess. Uh, That's favorite, the idea. It is a wine podcast. Uh, favorite uh, racing experience was actually learning something from the uh, ma- the newly graduated masters of wine. Um, they uh, they came through the winery I was working at when I was in school, and we got to work there. I got to work their final party, which was they'd been in and around Washington, kind of partying for two weeks, and their big final hurrah was at the winery I was working at, and. Um, they all got to bring their own wines, and um, gentlemen, one of the gentlemen brought a an '82 uh, German Riesling. It, it's the name escapes me, but unfortunately, it and a uh, Rota II were uh, both corked, and we were all very sad about that. So we put them off to the side, and uh, they came. He came looking for the Riesling. He was like, "Hey, where'd that go?" And I was like, "Oh, it was corked." And he was like, "Well, hey," he's like, "Do you have any?" Uh, he's like, "Do you have any uh, Saran wrap or?" Um, Ziploc bags and I was like yeah we do he's like all right let me show you a trick and so we went and got I was like what do you want like we went to the kitchen at the winery he's like I'll take either one and he's like well let's do both um so we crumbled up some uh you know food uh you know food storage saran wrap uh you you know put over in every kitchen has one um and then uh we also cut up a uh, Ziploc freezer bag into strips and put it into a uh uh, into it and put that into a decanter and poured the wine over on top of it. And in about 30 minutes, the TCA had dropped out of it completely because apparently it binds to the uh, polymers and the plastic. No kidding. The wine, both that and the Rota were a shadow of what they would, what they could have been, uh-huh. but they were actually still drinkable after that. Like it pulled all the TCA out of it. That is really something. It blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can do that with bags anymore. I think they've changed the, the polymers or something. Oh, really? That's what I've heard, but then again, maybe I'm maybe I'm mishearing. Yeah, sounds like a uh, sounds like an experiment. Hmm. I mean, what are we gonna lose? A cork bottle of wine? Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a bottle of 2002 Sauvignon Blanc. I'm sure it's cork. Well, if that long, it's probably not aged really well. No, probably not. It might be 97 now that I think about it. Oh wow. dear God. Yeah. An Arizona one. From where? That's a great question. I don't have that answer for you. I'm trying to think who would have a Sauvignon Blanc that long ago other than um, uh, McLaughlin. Maybe Page Springs, but unlikely. Well, if you have a big cellar, it's easy to kind of just stick at something back of this refrigerator Mm -hmm. in the cellar or whatever and sort of forget about it. And then 15 years later, you're rifling through Mm -hmm. what you can find. In 97 would have been er, early, early stronghold, maybe. That's true. It could be early stronghold. It's pretty old. Uh, well, I don't have a story that cool about Riesling. Well, I mean, we're going to, not to interrupt you, oh. to make you feel horrible, uh, we're going to tell the stories while I'm getting bottles. Sure. So that way there's not dead air. Good. Sorry. Yeah, I guess Sorry, I had Brittany. nothing else to say, honestly. That was it. <laughs> I didn't cool to I just, say. That's literally. <laughs> now I feel like an ass. Thanks. No. I remember a Riesling story, actually, so okay. I know I Good. do have something. 
it's not cool, but it's it's something you wouldn't expect now that I think about it. Okay. So didn't expect that. Yeah, exactly. So our next one is gonna be uh, from New York Finger Lakes AVA from Dr. Constantine Frank. Frank. Dr. Frank. Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frank. Frankenstein. I would be pissed if I bought that as a Riesling, like, because I, I didn't get like a, a typical Riesling experience. No, you're right. It didn't immediately scream Riesling on the palate. It, no. It was kind of its own experience. Yeah. Because of the bubbles and yeah. I'd give it two and a half out of five. Yeah. What What would you guys rate the our uh, splash? Yeah, the two and a half, probably. One-ish. One, One or two, yeah. And then I'd give it a three. Okay. I mean, not much higher, but... I yeah, think I, I'd probably give it a, a yeah. three. Yeah, I'd say two and a half. Like, I just also because cocktailability. Yeah, yeah, that's true. exactly. Then maybe 2.75. 2. Yeah. A little bit better. A little better than, you know... Yeah. Middle, I, it's middle, a little bit right. better than a two and a half, but I don't think it's quite a, a 3.0 for me. Yeah. Well, and I, I did think it was interesting. I liked the bubbles. I liked the, you know, cloudy appearance of it. it I wonder if they didn't filter it. Now, one of the things I, I found with filtering, you probably found it too, where it really does take flavor out of the wine, mm-hmm. which can sometimes be a really good thing. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if with that one, the reason they didn't filter it is they thought that would be a really bad idea because mm-hmm. it doesn't have that much flavor in the first mm-hmm. place. Maybe. Oh, shit. <laughs> I would love to see people like squirm with it blind. That would That'd be fun. Be fun. You'd be like, what is this? Yeah. You know, why, does it, why does it taste like somebody just like came in and painted my house with key lime? <laughs> well, that's funny how you too, you think, well, it's really not supposed to taste like this, it's supposed to taste like that. But look. Which goes to show you that the wine doesn't always read the guidebooks. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> but uh, speaking of guidebooks and, and really important people in wine, uh, Dr. Constantine Frank was kind of one of the, the main people for uh, the history of American wine. Uh, what I would love to do at some point is a deep dive podcast on just him with some of his wines because uh, he is a fascinating character. And the back of this label touches upon that a little bit. Uh, Elizabeth, would you read this back of the label for us? Absolutely. Dr. Constantine Frank earned his PhD in viticulture from Odessa, Ukraine in 1930. He became a leading expert in his field throughout Eastern Europe. He survived two world wars and the Russian Revolution and fled. <laughs> I added the fled part. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how it went. Yeah. He immigrated to New York in 1951. He was 52 years old. His pockets were empty and he didn't know English. And he just hoped to create a brighter future for his family. He fell in love with a special property in the Finger Lakes for its exceptional characteristics poor soils and steep slopes. Cracks me up. (laughs) With decades of knowledge and experience, Dr. Frank successfully planted the first European grape varieties in the eastern United States in 1958. What a story. Four generations strong, the Frank family are leaders of grape growing and winemaking throughout the Finger Lakes. Our estate vineyards are home to some of the oldest vines in America. Fun. Wow. That is a fun He's story. also, uh, that vineyard is also growing Saparavi and Riquetsli, and I'd like to find, mm. and there is an amber Riquetsli. Mm. I'd like to uh, find a, a bottle of that. So, Megan, what do you think of this label? Mm. I mean, it's not bad. It's not the most exciting, but it's not the most boring either. At least it's a picture of a vineyard instead of a building like mm. people often like to do. So, the picture's pretty, the fonts are nice. I feel like it's got a good 
like aesthetic to it. I don't think it jumps out at you, but mm-hmm. ew, it's very close to the edges on the back. I don't like that. But yeah, it's fine. I don't love it, but it's decent. It has a classic old world oh. look to it too. It does. Yeah, it's very like, old it makes world-y. me. It does make me think a lot of German wine labels mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of have this sort of simple. The simple, but without you know, it's just nice that they didn't put a you know, it's a building, the winery. It's always the winery, you know. You can kind of see some vines, so I do appreciate that, and I do like that they've got the the leaf growing off of the the doctor doctor part. I always get a kick out of when fonts do that, or you know, overline each other that way. Well, and then the. uh around the capsule too you've got the diagonal uh, which is typically a slash on German yeah. these things that indicate uh, the Ausleis Spadleis yeah mm. this is going to be a fun bottle to compare side by side with the German bottles and if only for bottle appearance too um, so far all three of the ones that we've had all four they're all in this long sort of hawk style Mm-hmm. Um, which is traditional for Riesling, uh, both on the Rhine and also in Alsace. Alsace. All right. So the next wine's also a real treat, and it's a special pairing, I think, with the Dr. Constantine Frank. Okay. Because those are actually really old, well, as old as they get in Willamette Valley. Those wines were planted in 1970. Okay. Oh, nice. So, oh, nice. so we'll get to that in a moment. Let's. Yeah. Um, I love this label, too, but uh, I'm not the one who comments on our labels. Um, also, my ADHD is starting to really kick in. It's like, oh, I'm on a... Uh, no, I'm on a, I want to revisit. No, no, shut up, Cody. Attention <laughs> deficit. Ooh, the shiny. color on this is pretty cool. Real light. Yeah, this is lighter color than the other two we've had. Very We strong. haven't really commented lots on the, the other colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots and lots of green on this one. Much more than the other two. Holy petrol, Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was almost like a car peeling out of a driveway, which I love in Riesling. Mm-hmm. It's unmistakably Riesling. On the nose, yeah. It's another tropical one to me, kind of mm-hmm. like the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really beautiful. The nose mm-hmm. is great on it, <clears throat> in terms of its strength. Mm-hmm. Really phenomenal pairing with the spring roll. He was on the ground. Mm-hmm. He's about to be on the ground. This really, I, I haven't tasted it yet, but it really smells perfectly balanced. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's all things should be. So, quote, Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mm. I see you. I think this is my favorite of the three so far. Mm-hmm. This really is just perfectly balanced. It's got more complexity than the first two. Probably yeah. in part because the vines are so old. Just have a lot of time to drop a lot of stuff from the ground and make a more interesting wine. <clears throat> yeah, this is pretty solid. Uh, the acidity is there, but not out of whack like the first one where it was like super strong. Mm-hmm. And it's not like beat you over the head with lime juice. Mm-hmm. The second one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is definitely the most balanced out of the three. And I almost think for me it suffers from that because I think that the balance actually every everything else had such a talking point to it. Yeah. That I think this like it makes me it makes this appear flatter to me. 
Yeah. Interesting. Like while it's in balance, I think it, it might almost be suffering from that because the others were. So I will say honestly that way. I feel like so far out of our wines, this is the first that I could down a bottle and not even think about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, because it's, it's just perfect. Yeah, it's very. It's a drinkable. great background for a conversation, which is not a bad thing for wine by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and uh, it's a really solid, well-crafted, beautiful wine. Um, but sometimes those solid, well-crafted, beautiful wines. This one has the best finish of all of them, too. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it actually has a finish. Yeah, the other two really didn't. Uh, they were kind of lacking on the finish part. They had great four palettes and mid palettes. But this one just, again, it's really well balanced. It's got a long finish, too. It just mm -hmm. hangs out yeah. in a very pleasant way. What is it called when the, there's the white stuff on the grapes? Is it called bloom? Oh, flora. Flora. Uh, flora. Flora yeast. Flora yeast, yeah. yeah. Are, on the grapes or on the wine? On the grapes. Oh, on the grapes, I think that's just the yeast. It's, yeah, it's flora yeast. Oh, it's the okay. same thing. It's the same Oh, same thing I, didn't know it was, from, yeah. I did not know that it was the same term. Okay, that is good to know. When I think of like the grapes on this, I, I bet like the skin was covered in it. Like, I don't know why. It just in my head, I feel like... Because, I, I mean, I, I'm getting yeasty components on this as well. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this one was wild fermented, too, going back uh, a reason to the new cellars. New, and I guess it's pronounced new. N-E-U. <laughs> Excuse me, Pippin. It's chattering. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I think, the the best Riesling so far. Mm -hmm. This is their dry Riesling. They also have a semi-dry, hmm. um, which I did not get. So this is a, a dry style, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't even bring up the sweet component in this at all. I didn't, nothing. But uh, yeah, this is a solid Riesling. Definitely. You know, it's interesting tasting this one and reflecting back on the one that said off-dry. Uh-huh. Um, now I sense the off dry. Okay. Yeah, this seems more off dry. Yeah. Yeah, I guess now that we have two side by side, mm -hmm. well, mostly side by side, um, it's kind of easy to get that character. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd rate this one like four at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is a solid four. Mm -hmm. That's a great score. That's a great example from the Finger Lakes. I mean, yeah. would I say it's. Would, would I say it's European? I don't know. Blind? No, I don't think I would say this is European blind. Mm -hmm. I would be thrown definitely by that petrol mm -hmm. for a bit. Yeah, then you'd have to, rem then you'll ultimately you'd drill it down and remember the Finger Lakes exist and probably yeah. go that direction. Yeah. God, I love a good Riesling that smells like a car peeling out of a driveway in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny? That's a flavor you'd think would be really unpleasant, but it's beautiful. I know, but for some reason, it's beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Well, Pippin, what do you think of this wine? I know you don't like whites. You prefer reds. Oh, he's being quiet. He's judging. He's, he's <laughs> licking his beak and going num, 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 num. <laughs> Is that all you wanted? Are you going to be a good boy now that you've had your sip of Riesling? I'm going to leave a little bit in there to compare with our next one, which was Elizabeth's acquiring. <clears throat> Elizabeth, why don't you tell us a little bit about this wine while I crack it open? This is Harper Voigt from the Maresh Vineyard, and it's an old vine Riesling. The Maresh Vineyard is located in Willamette Valley. So I think what was so much fun reading about this wine is they bought the original Maresh's excuse me, I'm sorry, bought their 27-acre parcel of land in Dundee, Oregon in 1959. And there were, let's see, 
Dick Erath helped them plant grapes. Oh, wow. He's a big character in, in, uh, in the Willamette. Yeah. I mean, he's more or less responsible for the Willamette being the Willamette. Well, and much like all vines were planted in those days, they're widely spaced because that was the standard for viticulture at the time. They're also really old because they've been there since 1970. So these vines then would be 40 plus years old. Yeah. Isn't that something? Definitely old vines. Not quite as old as the Dr. Constantine Franks, but not that much. Not that much younger. Yeah. Thank you. Can you hand me Ruben's glass? And we've got here again another Hawk bottle. I think this is the name for this style of bottle. Oh, here's another really cool thing about these vines. They're own rooted. Oh, that's really no rare. Rootstock huh. involved, yeah. Although the Willamette doesn't, hasn't really had a uh, phylloxera problem that I'm aware of ever. <laughs> so Megan, tell me what you think of this label. It's simple, which I appreciate. Um, I don't know what that branch is supposed to be. It's so pretty far. It just doesn't... You can't find that the leaves haven't budded out yet. It's just the buds. Okay. I should not have said that with my mouth full. <laughs> yeah, they just look more leafy, but not grapevine leafy. I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty. I like the paper. Um, the fonts are nice. Kind of sharper, which I appreciate. Like sharp edges, which I think is kind of nice. Goes along with the little branchy bit. Yeah, I think it's pretty. What I am very amused by, not so much amused by, but I, I'm impressed also by, amused, impressively amused. So ger the German Riesling Society, I may have butchered the name because it might be a different pronunciation or, or set of words, but that's the translation of it anyway. They created a scale um, for rating Rieslings in terms of sweetness and dryness that was, you know, ostensibly for Rieslings in Germany. Some U.S. wineries have adopted it, but not many, but they have it on the back of this here, and it has it squarely under dry. Well, it's between, it's closer to medium dry than dry, but, uh, so it goes from sweet, medium, sweet, medium, dry to dry, and it's just over the medium, dry, dry separation. But I'm very amused that it has that, and I think that as a marketing tool, that's a really fantastic thing. Mm -hmm. So that way you know when you have a Riesling in your hand if this is going to be your palate or not. Yeah. And it's also got that very strong petrol character. It's very tart smelling though. Mm -hmm. Like it has that sour kind of nose to it. Uh, it's got a sour tartness plus petrol plus maybe a pear apricot character. I could kind of see that. I'm not getting the tropical thing that I've gotten on some of the other ones. It's not as aromatic as the Dr. Constantine Frank. Like if you sniff the two side by side, the Dr. Constantine Frank definitely leaps out of the glass. But it does have a nice aroma, mm -hmm. just nice, very balanced aroma. Mm -hmm. Flowers, a little more fruit maybe than Dr. Constantine Frank. Um, I'm with you on that. Yeah, like a little warmer climate than possibly Finger Lakes. This smells sour. That's what we were saying too. Yeah, like, but like, as if you stuck your nose too close to the inside of a flower, you know, where it's just like, like that weird. Oh, yeah. Just like. Yeah, there's something in there. 
so one of the writers called out pollen on the, and maybe that's what they were describing, is that sort of dusty. Where, where did you say this one was from? This is from um, the Dundee Hills, oh, uh, which is uh, Willamette Valley. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I always remember the uh, pronunciation for Willamette uh, from Rocky Horror Picture Show and the uh, laugh track that people do it when they do it live, where they say, damn it, Janet. <laughs> um, and so it's like, damn it, well, I'm at Janet. <laughs> and that's how I go and remembered it in my head, <laughs> which shows you how my brain works and that it's really, really fucking weird. <laughs> so what are the two vintages of these two lines? So the constant, they're both 2018. Both the Constantine Franck and the Harper Voigt. Well, it's interesting because the Harper Voigt is behaving almost like it's a different vintage. Um, because it's like, it seems like the flavors are much tighter. Wow, the whole, the aromatics are so different. Yeah. It just seems much tighter in the glass. Like the aromatics aren't quite as... Like no, in the Constantine <laughs> Franck, I almost get a honeysuckle gardenia floral character now. Mm-hmm. Side by side with a Harper Voigt. Harper Voigt is just petrol and fruit and a little bit of flint, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, can I like see that. the wine better than I like the name. It sounds like a law office. <laughs> it does. The office of Harper Voigt for all your Riesling law needs. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert in Riesling law. <laughs> Within reason. <laughs> this is lovely. Mm -hmm. Oh, this mm -hmm. palette has got like a velvet. Oh, it's like drinking like velvet that has like crushed quartz powder Ooh. on it. What is what description? <laughs> and granted, that's that's just in my head. It's not like quartz powder has a taste. I, I would say this is the most mineralic one we've tried. But it did, yeah, it definitely has the most minerality to any of the Rieslings we've had so far. I feel like this is the sweetest one, in my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's just my palate just changing or whatever, but... I need it, to get... Uh, I can agree with that. Yeah, it seems... It sweet. does have more fruit character. It's yeah. more fruit forward than the others. Yeah, I know using sweet is the wrong term, but... It's just... This one is definitely excellent with a spring roll, too. Mm -hmm. I wish I hadn't finished my spring roll with um, the Constantine Franck, because, yeah, this would be a great spring roll one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It goes pretty well with the taco, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good selection so far, man. It's showing, uh, showcasing all the different faces of Riesling. Yeah. We haven't even hit the German stuff yet. Mm-hmm. No, we haven't. Or the Italian. Oh, oh my God, Italian, Italian Riesling. Riesling. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I think this will be the, the point where I bring up two curveballs. It's like honeyed lemon. <clears throat> that's a really good description. Yeah. Yeah. With some fresh rainwater sprinkling down. Yeah, with the minerality. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so good. I think I would rate that one also a solid four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on par with that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd inch it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I go, like that I'm one the best four, so two, five. Four, five? Okay. Four, Actually, four, two, five. He said four, two, five. I'm going to say four, five. Okay. Ooh. This is really delicious. That, 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 that deserves it's, that extra quarter. Yeah. So <laughs> next up is going to be for sure one wild card and one maybe wild card. Ruben, you said you had a great story about your Riesling experience. I want you to tell us that while I grab these bottles. Yes, it's a very interesting thing, Cody, as you walk away and not listen to the story. Uh, I will <laughs> listen to this when I edit Oh, yes, podcast. of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> what kind of horrible man do you think I am, <laughs> Also, I can hear you from inside. Uh, okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was in college, and 
I had a class, an algebra class. Uh, it was like a college algebra, believe it or not, believe it or not. Yeah. Shocking. And I sucked at algebra, absolutely sucked. But there was this girl in the class, it was, she was smitten with me, you know, you can just tell. Mm-hmm. You can just tell. Aww. And she was excellent at math. And <laughs> so I would often try to hang out with her to go study because she actually was a great teacher as well. I was not as smitten as she was, she <laughs> unfortunately. But she she brought over, uh, she knew I liked wine even at that time. So she brought over a bottle of Riesling and lo and behold, it was like a $50 bottle that she went out of her way to purchase just so I had the pleasure of trying it. And uh, it was a single vineyard Mosul River uh, Riesling. Mm. And it was, it was to die for. I think it was by Dr. Lucen. Mm. And it oh, was... Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, those yeah. are good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was... Um, the, I believe the name was uh, was Erziger uh, Versgarten, which I believe translates to like something the Spice Garden, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, when, I, when I did some research on, because I was so blown away by it. Uh, what was the word again? Uh, Erziger Versgarten. Yeah, I think it is Spice Garden. Mm-hmm. If I remember my German correctly. And um, it, it was is the spot where it was from. Uh, the the soil is rich with red soil with up from the ferrous oxide because uh, it was right on the bend of the river mm-hmm. so needless to say the wine was excellent it was very well balanced sweet with uh, excellent minerality mm-hmm. to it as well and it blew me away long story short I passed the class uh, I hung out with the girl a couple more times after the class ended uh, for her sake uh, but um, she's such an asshole uh, <laughs> you know and uh, for her sake and fluffy air quotes yeah, well you know <laughs> I showed her a good time you know and yeah Oh, you I did. Am. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. And then, yeah, that was. Aww. Never forget her name. It escapes me right now, but I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just such an asshole. What? God. I'll never forget her name. I don't remember what it is. But <laughs> it I never forget me right it. Now, but I'll never forget it. But I'll never forget her name. Oh, God. So, this is our wild card reason for sure, number one. This is another Arizona. This is from the Har Sellers, the Alamana 2018. The what sellers? Nahar. N A J A R. Oh, Nahar. With a chicken. With a chicken. Already has bonus chicken points. On. Anything with a, a bird on it already gets Put bonus a bird on points. it. And it's signed it too. Oh. So what this is courtesy of uh, Vino Zona. Oh, it's signed and everything. So this bottle came from Vino Zona in uh, Sedona, which also has a Jerome location. I actually do have some production notes on this wine, courtesy of having asked Alan to tell me how it was made when I first tasted it. So I gotta look that up for a minute. Alan Sanchez? Why don't you pour uh, while I... I knew it. Very small amount. We've had this before. Very large pour. I haven't had this before. Shut up. <laughs> you have to drive. This is a completely different yellow Perfect. hue. It's more like our new it's sellers. Super yellow. Really? Oh yeah. This is really. I can smell it too. Mm-hmm. Like just from pouring it. So that's intense. So this particular one had a two-day skin contact as whole berry whole cluster. 
And then they were uh, chilled out in a cold room before a whole cluster of breasts. Eight months in tank, and then eight months in a neutral French oak barrel. So again, a little bit unusual uh, style for uh, a Riesling. Yeah. I like when a barrel doesn't take size. <laughs> a Swiss barrel. <laughs> That's what we should always call it now, Swiss oak. <laughs> yeah, Swiss oak. Swiss oak. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I would. Um, I don't know if I would call this a riesling. Like, just if I were blind smelling it, maybe. Yeah, I would puzzle over it. Mm-hmm. Also, note this is the first bottle we have that was not in a hawk bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, this is a Bordeaux style bottle. Lots of citrus, intense floral aromatics. It smells old. Like, I know it's not, but... It's a claret bottle. It smells old. Yeah, it does smell aged. Like it... Like what's, this is what's the, the Italian wine white? old. What's the Italian white that I don't like every time? Vernacchia? Vernacchia? I think so. It smells or, like that. Or either Vernacchia or Vernacchia. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. I can't remember. No. I, neither can I, because I know it's one of those it's two one that of those I also two. hate. You don't like Vernacchia. Is it Vernacchia? Okay, okay. I know that. Okay, I can, never, like I can never remember which one, but that's what this smells like to me. I feel like Vernacchia always smelled like almonds or something. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm getting just... a nutty character on the nose of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would call it almond, but it's definitely nutty. I mean, almond, maybe. This is, it smells like a hot a hot tea with, that you added lemon to. Mm-hmm. So like a chamomile tea or uh, or a white tea? Mm, chamomile, I think. Yeah, I think so too. It's a little bit of lemon and a little bit of honey. It's mm-hmm. almost like you can smell that brown flavor you smell on honey. It smells like my grandmother's couch. <laughs> <laughs> Which, weirdly enough, makes me think of a uh, an Owl Stewart song, My Egyptian Couch, but that's <laughs> how my brain goes. Neither here nor Speaking here. of North Africa, mm. I just bought yesterday, that's in the process of being shipped, two bottles from Morocco. Oh, how Ooh. fun. So that's going to be another bonus episode for that's us funny. to look at these wines from Morocco. One is a GSM blend, mm. uh, which I know is not very exciting, but I actually don't think I've done a GSM blend on this podcast. But the other is a uh, Muscat that was made as an orange wine, which oh, I know okay. is so exciting for you, Megan, because very you exciting. hate them. I but love uh, orange wine so much. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say a little louder sarcastically? Mm. So Love the orange wines so much. They're wonderful. My favorite. Getting a little bit of that orange Note yeah, again, two on with, with two-day skin contact, you're getting some of those phenolic compounds from the skins. That's probably what two I day about it, too. whole cluster, whole berry. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay. It's I, definitely very tart. I'm, so I'm getting they brought the grapes in in the bins and didn't touch them for two days. That probably would be right. Is what it sounds like. Aaron Center was the... Uh, down. No, if it's whole berry, whole cluster, you're not touching it. You're right. Yeah, you wouldn't touch them down. Let it sit. Okay. So Aaron Center and uh, Alan Sanchez were the winemakers on this. <laughs> I was made up for eight wine works. Well, give them my regards. This is excellent. I really enjoy this. Yeah, it's definitely unique. It's not like you can compare it to anything else. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the closest thing, weir- uh, weirdly enough, is our new seller's uh, Old Mission Peninsula. Because it has some of that citrus tartness, but it's a different <laughs> citrus. It's, it makes me think more... Not key lime. Like straight lemon almost. Straight lemon or Buddha's hand. It makes oh. me think Maybe of sour star cream f- for some reason. I get the VA on it is where I'm... Sour cream? Yeah. Why'd you say that? I get like, it too. It may, it's making like me think of sour cream. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get the same exact effect. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, it's not yogurt. It's sour cream. It's yeah. not soury, mm-hmm. but creamy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... I don't know. I don't get, like, the citrus sour. It's a... I'm, I'm beginning to see a pattern, though, amongst this array it's of reasons. So you said, like, sour cream. I said... Com- 
kombucha on one of them. Yeah. So they're kind of like these sour lime. It sounds like we're all talk, y'all are all talking to like the malic aspect of this of, mm-hmm. of the wine, and I don't get any malic acid in this, hmm. which would explain the creaminess. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I should have asked if malic was inhibited on this or not, because uh, that would answer that. Mm-hmm. It does taste like it went through MLF, like mm-hmm. purposely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just very different. Mm-hmm. When I think Riesling, again, this is not what I think. No. But it also shows the, the versatility of this grape, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm reminded also of a Colorado orange Riesling that I had years ago with Gary. And this reminds me a lot of that. But I had a lot of the same characters except more tannins. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know. Well, they probably aged it on the skin. Yeah, right, yeah right. probably at least crushed the berries. Yeah. Hey, Cody. Hmm? You go back to listen to this. I want you to listen to the way you said orange. It had so much emphasis. Orange. Like, it was an orange, orange wine. Orange. <laughs> orange. Now I'm not going to stop saying orange. I, I, I was trying orange to is glad I didn't say Riesling. I like this. It's just, again, not what I expect. I mean, I... I yes. I, would, I, I wouldn't pick this as a Riesling out no. of a blind. Uh, blind tasting, I think I would maybe... I would go something Southern Italian. I would probably say Vernacchia or Verdicchio. Really? Because it does have a more Italian character to it. I'm super curious how our Italian Riesling is going to compare to this. It's going to be really fascinating. I can't wait to taste it. If it was a an opaque glass blind tasting, I would almost say orange Malvasia. Yeah. Speaking of... Quite uh, as uh, aromatic, though. Why don't you read the back label here, Adam? Certainly. And then pass it to uh, Megan next door so she can uh, comment on the label. The family winemaking tradition inspired by my grandfather, Jose Chapo Nahar Sanchez. 2018, Alemana. It's Alemana. There's no tilde. Which would almost make it German if it was Alemania. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, 100% recent grape source from Carlson Creek Vineyards, Wilcox, Arizona. Dry, barrel-aged, bright, smooth, and balanced. Tropical fruits, chalky slate minerality. Suggested pairings, oysters, grilled mahi, pineapple salsa. Hmm. Actually, I think if we had pineapple salsa on these tacos, this would be a perfect pairing. It pairs um, good with curry. <laughs> I see how it is. You're trying to curry favor. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of this label, Megan? Um, so I like the shade of blue that they use, to be completely honest. I don't know why that color just speaks to me, though. Kind of a navy-ish? I don't know how you... Sort of like a navy turquoise. Yeah, yeah. It's I think really, I have a shirt that color. It's a really pretty color. I, I do actually appreciate their chicken. <laughs> I don't know why... <laughs> It's just kind of, I like the wispy lines of it. Yeah, it's nice. Is that a faded glory blue? I could, yeah, that seems kind of... Like almost faded blue jeans or faded Mm -hmm. uh, American flag? Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice, I just, I enjoy that shade of blue. It's really pretty. And I like on the back that they've got a picture of the family, it looks like. That's kind of personal. It adds that personal touch without being a little too excessive, like the joy. I would say that was like a Malvasia, honestly. Mm-hmm. It does remind me a lot of a Malvasia. So I'm going to pour some back in your glass because... I will not argue. Save this. I want to compare it to our Italian recently. Y- yes, of course. Take your second glass there. There you go. Next up, courtesy of Joe Juniper. Uh, by the way, congratulations on your impending uh, child. An awesome name. Joe Juniper? Yeah. Uh, Vermilion Valley Vineyards in Ohio. We have the Vermilion Valley Vineyards Escape Bottled Lake Erie Riesling. 
uh, from Ohio. Uh, the last one we did of his on a podcast was uh, the Pet Nat of Pinot Noir and Lemberger and a bunch of other things that I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, the Plein Air Pet Nat. Oh, synthetic cork. I always feel sad whenever there's a synthetic cork. I don't know why. They're unfortunate. You jump on me. I mean, I understand like, why. I they age just as well as regular corks. And they're cheaper, but at the same time, it's just like, it's not as magical. I don't know what it is, but there's also a, uh, not TCA, but there's a chemical compound that can actually leach into the wine from uh, those as well. I did not know that. Do you know anything about that uh, in terms of the name of the compound or anything? No, it's, it escapes me. It's been so long since I've had to deal with it. Um, this is very important. Left. Whoa. Whoa. This is from where? Ohio. Ohio. Uh, Lake Erie. Hmm. I suspect suspect that also (laughs) went through him. It smells like bubble gum. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Bubble gum. Damn. You are so right. Oh. No, it smells like pixie sticks. Okay, I could kind of see that, too. Yeah. It it makes me think of Moscato. It also smells like white wine salami. White wine salami. That is pixie sticks. Very distinct. Ew, the mental image is awful right now. Yeah, that. Do you guys? That like, hurts my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get that in the nose at all? No. I, I mean, kind of. I just any any gum. savory notes. Anyone? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm gonna actually. Maybe, but it's probably magical power of suggestion. It smells like I white think. wine salami and pixie sticks. <laughs> It was getting kind of a toothpaste smell, too. (laughs) Toothpaste? Yeah. Oh, okay. I found the salami. You did? There is. Mm. (laughs) Right on. It's like spearminty. Oh, it just smells good. It does have a minty character. What is happening in this? It's got an unusual aroma, that's for sure. It's got the same kind of pollen aroma that I think it was the... New York. The, yeah. Yeah, the it was New, the New York region. It does have a very polleny character. Uh-huh. I, feel I like can't get over this nose. It's so weird. I feel like it's planted too close to, like, actual crops. I know he's starting to experiment, or at least I think he's starting to experiment with cover crops, but... Or just too close to, like, something else that's blooming at the same time. Like, you know, uh, most famously eucalyptus in California. The, all the eucalyptus trees, you, when it's a huge eucalyptus here, it... Uh, I don't think they have the eucalyptus problem in Ohio. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But something else. Newer? No, I, I'm, I'm getting your salami. I'm nervous about drinking, but I'm, I'm excited. I, I, because yeah, this I smells so different it's from anything else. Fucking I, I'm going to taste this delicatessen. It smells like stevia. Mmm. Sugar? Mm-hmm. The fake sugar? The, yeah. The plant, it's a plant. Mm. Totally getting your pixie sticks on the palate, but not sweet. Like if pixie sticks were somehow not sugar. I, I'm this sorry. Is super I sweet. don't care for it. it. To me, it's very light. It doesn't have like a ton of flavor, but it, I thought it was very nicely balanced. The one thing I'm seeing on this one, and I also saw it on the Dr. Constantine Frank is that they all have crisp acid to them. And I've seen this with acid that's added to wine, depending on when the winemaker adds the acid. If they add it towards the end, then it kind of leaps out of the glass. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really saw on four out of the six wines we've tasted so far. The, um, all four except the Dr. Constantine Frank and this one. I almost said it tastes like it was capitalized. Because mm-hmm. like, it tastes like 
powdered sugar. Yeah. This, it's very soft. It has a very soft Yeah, flavor. very soft. Um, however, the only wine I've ever had that tasted like this, and it actually comes from Oak Creek, is the artist. And I'll be honest, I <clears throat> I don't care for that wine either. Uh, it, this tastes like no alcohol mouthwash. Hmm. Where it's slightly sweet and... So it just doesn't really have enough flavor to get yeah. you excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm not excited about it. I love I love the the impact of the landing, how soft it is. I just don't I don't care. It's just it. sweet. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there's but not fruity sweet, but not sweetie sweet. On the finish, there's like apple, pear, apricot. Like they're all there, but they're just so overshadowed by like whatever that particular sugar aspect is. Uh, okay, fine. I like this better than the artist. <laughs> I got a response from Joe. He says in classic winemaker style, hope not. Laughing face emoji with tears as, as to whether this went through ML. Oh. Uh, I also asked if there's any uh, additional winemaker notes he wants to share. Hmm. I like this. I don't think I drink this every day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think it needs the right food. This is not the right food. No. No. I don't know what the right food with this is. Key lime pie? Yeah. Ooh. Popcorn. <laughs> Popcorn and key lime pie. Yeah, I can see that. We'll have to uh, drink this again with some key lime pie because Elizabeth yeah, was... Yeah, I, f- I feel like the acidity and the tartness of a key lime pie like might help with that. Apple pork? I don't know. Apple pork? You know, I f- almost threw some fucking apple slices in there. That would be love. Oh, he's typing! Mm. <laughs> we're, we're about to have... Why did live, live, live winemaker notes. Live winemaker notes. I mean, I could call him. some dead winemaker notes. That would, be, that, would be, I, that would be more impressive, actually. Uh, we called him before on our last episode uh, over Facebook. Who? We called Joe, oh, Joe, Joe Juniper, when we did the uh, pet nap from his winery, the Pine Air pet nap. Oh, okay. I don't remember. It's okay. I told you I suck at this. I don't have memories. Memories. <laughs> I'm terrible at them. I'm going to let him type. Elizabeth, why don't you talk about your greatest Riesling experience while I grab our German bottles and our Italian bottle. I think my greatest Riesling experience was Alsace Riesling. And I don't remember the vintage, but I don't know that it matters. It was, um, picture the label. i got to remember the name, though. I'm drawing a blank on the name. But I've been tasting wine with a group, at, and we were tasting at Tarbell's, and then the pandemic came along. Tarbell's, which is a wonderful restaurant in Phoenix, and we were all tasting together in the mornings. And this whole group would work together to get through the certified exam with the quartermaster sommeliers. Now we're all working together to get through the advanced exam, also with the court. And um, of course, the pandemic kind of put a pause on everything for about a year. We just restarted this week. Very exciting. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah. And, um, but we tasted, uh, we had a visit. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a total blank on the name. We had a wonderful visit by an Alsatian winemaker. He was the 13th generation winemaker. Oh, wow. Isn't that something? Damn. I mean, in America, we're happy to have like three. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, was just spectacular and one of them of course was a Riesling I mean they had Pinot Grigio they had Pinot Blanc they had um well they had Pinot Blanc Pinot Grigio Fem- and Famille Hugel oh Hugel yeah Hugel you're right yeah. Famille Hugel so yeah yeah that's those are it yeah, was just amazing. Good. Yeah. And he really staged it beautifully because he had, the, of course, the least expensive ones first and the most expensive ones last. And every single one of them was good. But when you got to the last one, you're like, 
can I have that? <laughs> it was so delicious. That was just such a great experience. And he had a great personality too. Very charming and personable and laughing and told funny jokes in this great French accent. It was great. It was really a great experience. Amazing. Nice. I like me. I haven't had any Hugo Riesling. Really? But I've had the Pinot Blanc and mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, and I don't think he thought of himself as famous. No? He was just like part of this big family, and you know, he ended up, he's the one making the wine. And I mean, I don't think he really thought of himself as famous. And of course, we're all like, oh, wow, you're famous. Yeah. <laughs> I guess after 13 generations, you're like, whatever. whatever. You got time. That's just what we do. <laughs> so I'm really curious how uh, our Italian Riesling is going to compare with uh, Nahar. And maybe I'm totally off base on. Comparing these two, but so we're uh, gonna have to hang on to a lot of glasses here because we have, oh, this is the Nahar we're hanging on to. So, oh. mm. this is yours. This is your Nahar, uh, yes. Okay, oh, we're all vaccinated. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, I'll read the back of this one uh, since I haven't. No, you haven't read the back of one yet. Well, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Shit, uh-huh, I guess what it's in Italian. Please translate as you're going. But, <laughs> yeah. but hilariously, it very clearly was translated directly from the Italian because the grammar is very Italian. Yeah. Not quite right. <laughs> so we're supposed to we're supposed to then toss out or or okay, I'm with you now. Yeah. Sorry. So this is the uh, uh, Long A Riesling from 2019. Uh, so Italian, uh, Northern Italy. It says Petrosine is pure Riesling. We farm it since. Let me rephrase it. We farm it <laughs> since 1986, following an intuition of many years before. We what? <laughs> Hang on. I'm gonna start from the beginning. <laughs> Petrosine is pure Riesling. Period. We farm it since 1986, following an intuition of many years before, period. It is an exercise of diversity, with cuttings from Alsace, Palatinate, and the Rhine. This wine requires patience, much alike the great reds of our land. Estate buckled. So Joe has responded uh, regarding the uh, 2017 Lake Erie Riesling. Uh, it is a late harvest style, vine ripened to Passamento. 2017 was a very dry harvest for us. We went nearly two months without a drop of rain. Fruit started, started to shrivel on the vine. Harvested at 30 bricks, if I recall correctly. Wow. But was able to hold good acid. Wild fermented and arrested fermentation just under 9% ABV is roughly 8% residual sugar. So, wow, okay, I was totally wrong as, as this being dry. Uh, he continues, Riesling is not a great grape in my region because we are usually far too warm to hold acid, but the years that allow us to make this style, 17 and 19, we've had some success with it. Hmm. And which one was this? That was our Lake Erie Riesling from Vermilion Valley. That's right there. Oh, this guy the one the that I, end. okay. Which I forgot to tell you to talk about the label. Oh. Dirk. That's okay. I'm a moron. It's not necessary. Uh, it's always necessary. It's not. I don't. It's a single label, and it doesn't go all the way around the bottle, and I find that stressful. <laughs> it doesn't go around enough. I get what they were going for, but it's just—it's weird. Is there a barcode? No. Then then it's automatically a boutique wine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. 
And I've, they've got a picture of the barn on the front, which I think is kind of cute. And They're not I, selling it at Total Wine. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I like the layout of it. I mean, it's a little basic, but it's still, it has that same kind of sort of standard, but not really of the, the Frank one, since it's a picture of a vineyard and this one's a picture of a barn, which I'm assuming is iconic for them. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's Looks like a charcoal drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Italian Riesling. Let's uh, give this a try. The nose was awful right out the right. bottle, but it's opening up now, and I'm much happier with it. Petrol. Totally mm-hmm. petrol. Yeah. Big petrol, like car peeling out of driveway petrol. It was almost olivey right when it poured, and petrol, which was not pleasing. It's getting better. Yeah, some more of the fruit fruitiness is coming out. Mm, I think it's got a beautiful aroma. It's much more subtle than the mm-hmm. Dr. Constantine yeah. Frank, but it's got... I'm getting uh, the petrol and sort of an apricot and some sort of flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely... Oh, hold on. Nikki is calling. Pretty white flower. Yes. Let me grab you your two glasses. See, I can tell you, can I have you? No, absolutely. <laughs> some anyway because I thought it might be interesting to try these side by side but uh, I'm thinking that I, I was very wrong in that in terms of style but uh, I'm gonna stand by my mistake because <laughs> uh, that's what scientists do and I like to imagine sometimes I'm a scientist <laughs> really not and the one or two scientists listening to this podcast are going like you're not a, you're not a scientist <laughs> I mean you only have to be mad to be a mad scientist. Right? This is true, and I am is definitely it? mad. Although most mad scientists are really engineers. True. <laughs> did anyone try the Italian Riesling yet? I did. Oh, yeah. now you yeah. have the stegosaurus. How is it? It tastes and nothing like it smells. No. Could I have the fork, please? It's so weird. What does it even smell like, really? I mean, it's... it's the smell is changing so fast. Yeah. I'm sorry? Do you have another... Oh, yes. I'll grab that in just a moment. Minerality in the background. It almost smells like there's something green in the background, too, which I wouldn't oh, expect. Oh, God, that smells recently. amazing. I'm like, this pico de gallo suddenly just hit me in the face. I'm like, or whoa. <laughs> this one smells like Whatever. pico de gallo. It smells amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'll be right back. <laughs> it tastes like excited gum. about that. Like canned pineapple, almost. Mm-hmm. I can see that. It just has such a fruity nose, and I don't get, like, it's not fruit forward at all on the palate to me. So? No. I don't think so, but I get, it I tastes like Gruner Veltliner around the palate. Yeah. I haven't I actually have not tasted it yet, so 
without that grassiness. I, well, I mean, I get plants. Yeah, sometimes I'm getting really something green on it, like grass. Mm -hmm. Wow, it has changed since I last smelled it. The petrol is mm -hmm. almost gone, unless I stir it, swirl it. Clearly, I've. Are we talking about X's? Shake it. They've changed since you last smelled them. What'd you say? <laughs> This wine has changed since oh. I last smelled it. Swirl it. <laughs> Say it like Sean Connery. I haven't smelled any of my exes lately. I'm sorry, Ruben. <laughs> Say it like Sean Connery. Swirl it. Swirl it. <laughs> I guess Sean Trebek. <laughs> of blessed memory. I was going to say, yeah, don't speak ill of the dead. I'm not speaking ill of the dead. I was quoting Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, wow, that is Gruner-like. Like, have you ever had the Berger, the only wine that I know that comes in a one-liter bottle? <laughs> like, apparently Pippin has. <laughs> I don't know where he had it when I didn't, but... <laughs> Past life. Are you gonna be a good boy? Is she wearing earrings? Oh, gosh. Yeah. R.I.P. Well, and she matches no? Pippin. Mm -hmm. Don't bite. Yeah. Earrings and boy. Yeah. Should I should I take him off? You might want to. Might be a wise idea. Yeah, I took mine off. <laughs> you do match though. The earrings has party. the same yeah, piece. He can't do as much damage with the necklace. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, I can imagine that's probably a really good pairing. First of all, awesome Pico de Gallo. Oh, thank you. That's the first time I've ever made Pico de Gallo. Awesome oh, pairing. Hey. Wow. Looks good. <laughs> thank you. Where did the Delio? No, you can't have the onion. You can't have the onion. Onions are not good for birds. Really? I don't know why. I just know that they're not. Mmm, that's good. Thank you. So what I did with this is I used pickle juice, the Grand Canyon uh, prickly pear white beer, uh -huh. or uh, wheat beer, sauerkraut, dill, Green, uh, green chilies, and then uh, put in some bratwursts and pork, and voila. Mm. So the idea is kind of that this is Cinco de Mayo without it being Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> um, slash also Taco Tuesday, but as good Orthodox do, always precede the feast. <laughs> uh, for example, during Holy Week, which was all of last week as of this recording, um, you do all of the services for the next day, the day before. Hmm. Uh, like you're doing your Holy Friday reading of the Passion Gospels Thursday night. Mm -hmm. So this is like our feast for Cinco de Mayo slash Taco Tuesday preceding the feast. <laughs> I know what you should call this one. Like what? the podcast. What? For this one. The Fumf de Mayo. Fumf de Mayo, yes! <laughs> Very, I hope I remember that. Uh, it's recorded, so. Yeah. Poof de Mayo. Hold on, before we. Uh... Oh. 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 Salut. Poof uh, de Mayo. Poof de Mayo. We forgot to toast at the start. We did. I like this. It's weird because, again, I don't. Ex I didn't expect that Gruner character. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if it weren't for the nose. I would probably call this a Gruner in a blind tasting. It tastes almost, it's almost textbook. It's eerie. I don't care for it. 
Okay. Why? It's, it's, you look pained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For those of you not I, sitting in the I, room with us. Mm-hmm. So we've had one that was painfully citrusy, which was that, um, what's the name of that? New Cellars uh, from Old Mission Peninsula. Yes. That was like straight lime juice. However, with this, I feel the citrus is attacking me in a spot that I didn't protect yet. Can <laughs> <laughs> I say, I can see this, like, the look on your face, it was like... It made me think of it. I'm like, this actually would give me heartburn after a couple of gla- a glass or yeah, two. Yeah, it's got high acidity. Yeah, it's um, it, it's attacking me in my vitals. You know, <laughs> I feel less pungent after this. So, what do you think of it, Nikki? I don't even know which one we're talking. About. <laughs> we're talking about this one here, okay. which is this one here. Oh, I really enjoyed my taco. <laughs> It's a good fucking taco. Mm-hmm. Nothing is hurting me in this wine. I like it. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, I like no, it. I like it too. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. I, I I wonder if the regions that grow Grun or Velling are, are colder than the regions that grow Riesling generally in Germany. And that's why maybe this region of Italy is as cold as the parts of Austria. Or maybe it's geology, because Longe is just on the other side of Austria, isn't it? I yeah, and I think, think so. I, I think it's pretty cold. I mean, I think all of Barolo, Longe is right next to Barolo. Yeah. Also, the cork, by the way, says uh, Barolo on it, which is very interesting. Oh, yeah. I think you have to say Barolo. What? I think you have to Barolo. <laughs> oh, you got to snap your fingers. Sorry. I can't snap my fingers. I'm, I'm horrible at that. I'd be a horrible <laughs> hip-hop artist. Arthritis? No, I just can't Hip-hop snap artist, them. Not arthritis. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I'm trying, but that's pretty good. Ryan Katiti says it only took him five weeks to learn. <laughs> <laughs> he probably can also tie his shoes better than I can, too, to be fair. I did just learn that two weeks ago. So, <laughs> so uh, you heard it here, folks. Her five-year-old child is smarter than 36-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the bar is set, my friend. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't understand what you're saying about about the pain here. Um, yeah, no, just no, because, no. I, you know, we're eating pork with fat, mm-hmm. and there it cuts through that and just another layer on whatever, like, was on your tongue before that. It, you, uh, lots of other... Well, and curry. I had curry, but... Okay. Um, it, I don't know. There's, like, a little citrus ninja in here. There's a little lemon <laughs> has a katana, and it's just coming at me in ways that I wasn't expecting. Oh, my God, that's a great month's lemon, and I love it. I... I can, can I revisit? I need to revisit this one. This one? The Italian. Yeah. Could just be reacting with the pickle juice, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, we had it with pico de gallo, which is super acidic. I'm like, the pico de gallo in this worked really well, actually. What I liked is that this, the smell with the pico de gallo and the taco stuff made the wine smell like Vegas. I mean, I was just there, so maybe that's what that is. I have no idea. But it kind of had a Vegas smell, yeah. which I appreciate. Also in a burgundy bottle. That's true. So this is another odd bottle out in our lineup here, and that uh, it's another bottle that's not in that classic German Riesling hop style. Mm-hmm. Side note, it did it again. It snuck right through my defenses. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lemon ninja. This is, yeah, it's the lemon ninja. I, I okay, you know ninja. Lemon <laughs> ninja. I, 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 I'm gonna go ahead and say. Strictly because of how unique it is, I have to give it a high score. It's 
But do you though? It's attacking me. I, I must respect it. <laughs> it's pummeled me to a point where I, I can no longer resist. It is a Borg of wine. Are you sure this is the Resistance is futile. This is the wrong type, part of the world for Stockholm Syndrome, you know that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And now I'm just thinking, speaking of Stockholm Syndrome, which went to Swedish Chef, which went to a meme that I saw which had the Swedish chef with Borg gear yeah, I saw going, resistance hurdy dirty floop and flooping in him. <laughs> so this is where my mind goes. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 3.25 out of five. Okay. okay. What do you think, Elizabeth? I'd give it a 4.25. Ooh. I really like it. Wow. Um, actually, I'm going to give it a better score than you did, and you liked it more than I did. It sounded like uh, <laughs> 3.5 just because, one, racing out of Italy, and two, like, how does it taste like a, like, Kruneveltliner? Yeah. Like, like that's cool. Like, I, I mean, it, it's very, it tastes like a very food-friendly wine, which you would expect from Italy. Like, and the acid's there. I mean, I don't, like, I'm with you. I think it's it's Yeah, this strong, is a solid wine. Like, no, no flaws. But again, it's definitely showing that Italian influence that you, this is a wine for food. With this with pesto. Definitely. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I wish I could I see some. that. <laughs> I'm with yeah. it out right pesto now. Pesto changeo. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, like a three and a half. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I would say maybe 3.9. Okay. Did you comment already on, on label art and no, graphic design no. yet? No. Would you like to? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's actually very Italian looking. I don't I, like the font choice. But it's very basic. Like, that's kind of what they do, I yeah. feel like. I mean, it's not exciting. It's still, it's fine. I do like I the I feel thing. with most Italian wines, the excitement is supposed to be in the bottle rather than the label. Mm-hmm. But I do like that they've got two grape vines kind of messing around on the bottom with letters it's in the, it. Isn't that the other varietal, the Petrolcini? No, Petrolcini is the region, or the vineyard, no, maybe? That's probably the vineyard, because... Nikki, Long I Vista. want you to read the back of that bottle. Okay, so it's the, oh, it's, it's, actually, <laughs> it's actually the name <laughs> of the wine. It's the very first yes. word on there. Oh! I, I just, I would love to hear this. Oh, he wants me to read it out loud. Okay. Petrocini is pure Riesling. I don't know how to say it. We farm it since... <laughs> we farm it since 1986. Following an intuition many years before. <laughs> yeah. That's all we needed. <laughs> it's an exercise of diversity with cuttings from Alcine. <laughs> and the right. Uh, this one requires patience, much like the great reds of our land. <laughs> yes. Damn. Well, yes. well done. <laughs> That's all we need. Wow. <clears throat> so before we uh, visit five out of five, German, mm-hmm. uh, Germany, is there any two wines that you want to revisit before Germany? Because let's give Nikki some time to check to check out the other wines. Yes. Let's give Nikki no some time to chat. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, no out the other wines. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nikki check, by the way. <laughs> so, anything that uh, you want to revisit, Ruben? Yeah, I, I, I need to hit up the, the Lime Assassin now. The Lime Assassin. Actually, I'm really curious to see how this has changed. 
Uh, I'm gonna hit up the Lime Assassin too. Anyone else want to revisit the Lime Assassin? Mm -hmm. I'd go back to Oregon if... Uh, okay, we can do that. Uh, I'm going to pour the Lime Assassin for you, and then when that one's done, which is Nahar, which you know... Yes, I do. Um, so, we'll... We should have done this in order for oh, her. probably for her, yeah. That's okay. I'm so flexible human. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nahar, and then this is the new Sellers, 100% Riesling from the old mission uh, Peninsula AVA called Splash. It's a natural wine, slightly effervescent. That Italian one. That would be a great name for a wine bar. <laughs> Splash? Yeah, it would. I just I want to look at the label. There's a, uh, there's a bubble bar in uh, on the square in Sonoma called Sai. For me. And, mm -hmm. and it is only champagnes and uh, beers, and they actually, the only non-rotating they have is uh, Miller High Life. Oh, wow. Champagne and beers. So what do you think of the Splash? Yeah. It's a lime assassin, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you. You're with me, right? <laughs> That's not, I mean, and what, what, do you, what do you think would balance that? Tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was everybody's answer. Uh -huh. You guys are drinking the wrong tequila. <laughs> uh, cheap tequila, fine, fine. Um, I, I don't know, it's, it, it's just so aggressively lime. It's Is there anything you wanted to revisit, Elizabeth? Yes, I would love the Dr. Constantine Frank. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Do you put Dungeon? I hate to ask that. Oh, just dump it in the, just in the just grass. In the rocks. Or grass gravel. It's gravel. There's nothing growing. It'll be fine. It tastes like water when someone squeezed the lime into it. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong about that? It's just slightly bubbly. Yeah. It slightly <laughs> bubbles, yeah. So next up... Sorry to like shove this in your face. There's a woman's face on there. <laughs> <laughs> that is different. It's Selena Quintanilla on the front of it. What is it? It's Selena Quintanilla on the I front of it. No, it's not. Selena. Just kidding. The, the singer Selena. So this is the 2020 Riesling uh, from Del Rio Springs Vineyard, Chino Valley. Unless you grew up in Texas, you don't know her last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the cover? This is their daughter, Joy. Okay, yeah. that's sweet. I actually, I was in, I did grow up a little bit in Texas mm -hmm. in 95. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Great time to be alive. Mm -hmm. That's way more wow. balanced. Wow. What was it so great? Why was it so great? Oh, man. There were so many great groups. Oh, wow. This has gotten that time. Um, even more. Yeah. Ramona Yala. Really, Pippin? Oh, so Come on. Everyone had moments. Mm -hmm. Barbecues, everyone. You know, everyone was just like, there was even a guy, what's his name? Uh, George Strait. Okay. He even covered a lot of the Mexican tunes, too. So you wow. had country music, Mexican music. Oh, wow. So I did not even know that. I mean, there was tacos enchiladas. I was like, where were you outside of San Antonio? Uh, near uh, El Paso. Okay, okay. Okay, I was going to say, like, there's only two places that really is. It's San Antonio, El Paso, oh, yeah. the valley in no between. And I was, like, yeah, no, I grew up in Austin. So, oh, like, yeah, I think it's been almost 30 years okay. in Austin. Yeah, like, yeah. I spent three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Literally, like, everything you just named off, I'm like, yeah, no, dude. And, like, all the other ones you didn't name off. But, like, Grupo Mas. Yeah, yeah Grupo Mas. So, like, yeah. so many more. You know? Yeah, um, definitely not a fan of this bottle. The uh, revisiting the uh, the lime assassin. It fell apart, like we were talking about. It fell apart. Totally has fallen apart. I would say it wasn't really held together in the, in the first place. But it was more together at first. 
It had more pop to it. Which, uh, I'm kind it was of like the first thinking. iteration of the Eagles. Did you ask if that's okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Before hell freezes over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> now it's like straight lime and pickle juice. Mm. Not a fan. Yeah, it's too limey. Yeah. Too limey. Too, too, too much. Fan page. Yeah, needs. Do they have a Facebook page so I can just either like it? either tequila or Corona? Okay, so how about this? Uh, judging, unfortunately, you didn't get to taste it right out the gate. <laughs> um, it was quite pretty. It had this, they described it as lime and paint, like freshly painted <laughs> yeah. room with lime. <laughs> and tomorrow, so, so <laughs> what about mezcal or sotol? Oh yes, I could see that. Uh, we can try that right now. I have sotol. Oh nice. Do we want to try Not this? Yet. No, we've got other, okay, we've got other awesome see. things to okay, drink. Yeah, but, let's yeah. try it at the end. Remind me. Okay. Um, because for Shiggles, that might be uh, really fun. You have Sotol? I have Sotol. You cultured son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> That's what I am, a cultured son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> mom doesn't listen. Sorry, Mom. Love you, Mom. Megan, what did you revisit? Or, yeah, what did you want to revisit? What? No, I'm good. What did you want to revisit? Oh, the Voigt. I believe that was the Oregonian. I'm sorry. I forgot to... We got spaced in talking about Lime Assassins and about 20 other things. (laughs) I'll take a bit of the John. The John Voigt? You thank you very much. (laughs) Yes. uh, Can I try this one? Join... I know a Costanza that could sell you a car. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I'll retry that as well, actually, uh, in this one. And I hope that's just a lock code, not a uh, (laughs) item number, not a price. (laughs) One eight seven three five. I've never seen a reason that's that expensive outside of Germany. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Willamette would be that expensive. What was your price point on this bottle? Oh, I want to say it was thirty-three. Okay. I mean, for vines that old, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, Thanks for bringing this. Yes, thank you for sharing. It's a very cultured crowd. <laughs> that's how we motherfuckers roll in the Shire. For me. Oh, okay. Well, that's not true. You're a poet. No, I haven't. Okay, good. I'm going to say, don't cut yourself. <laughs> we are now in the hour where all the planes are landing in the Cottonwood Airport, apparently. Or we were transported in World War II. We hope. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we're drinking German Riesling next. <laughs> the Allies are coming. <laughs> Run. So that'll be your next wine to try, uh, which is the uh, uh, Constantine. I almost said St. Constantine. I guess you didn't say John Constantine. Or Constantinople. They're all vaguely related to one another. But you are now drinking the John Voigt, which is... No, no, the Harper High five. Voigt. Harper Voigt. High five. The law offices of Harper Voigt. The law offices of Harper Voigt. <laughs> I'm, I'm a freaking moron. You're now drinking the John Voigt. <laughs> you know what? Magical power of suggestion, yeah, guys. Don't look up. <laughs> Why am I not looking up? <laughs> John Voigt's convertible. Brain not good for smart making. Do da do da. Brain has had a lot of riesling tonight. Do do da day. <laughs> so what do you think of our uh, Hutton Voigt? Harper Voigt. I got at least a letter right. Okay. <laughs> 
It's yeah. not devoid of Rieslingness. Devoid? devoid? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well played. Okay. Nice. Well played. <laughs> um, um, but it's it's balanced and I like it a lot. Especially on the, the heels of that lime. <laughs> it's all Granny Smith apple now, too, on the fruit. Yeah, that's, that's come out really interesting. Yeah. There's none of that uh, stone fruit that was there before. No, like, the, yeah, and the Malik's really popping on it. I like it. It's, you know, before... Both, Petrol's still there, though, too. Both the, the Constantine Franc and the Harper Void, I think, are my two favorites so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, Constantine Franc, to me, is just so perfect. Like, I wouldn't do anything different with it. Just... And also, the, the Constantine Franc has kind of retained its original flavor more than any of the others, which, um, as our only true screw cap still of an enclosure, I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. You know, that's really interesting. It very well could. Because those tend to age a little bit longer than uh, cork. Oh, I've seen that. Specific, like, we've had a couple of wines in Minnesota where they've we've got two different vintages. One's a cork... And one is screw cap, and it's like, it does not age with a screw cap. I mean, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, it Makes definitely sense. has. Corn so, this is probably tasting super fresh compared to our cork wines. That actually so explains a lot. I didn't even notice that. See if you can pick up some soil on there. I, I don't know why I'm picking up a bit of soil. I thought we were all talking about a, a bit of soil when we when we were drinking it for the first time. Could I have a taste of the Harper Voigt? No. Please. <laughs> well, you guys are right. This one's so red. That's what a PhD will get you. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Constantine Frog, PhD. <laughs> Which is also, incidentally, the uh, acronym for what he did with uh, the manure in his vineyard. He piled it higher and deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Really bad joke, I know, but... I think I have a VHS with that name. (laughs) That was great idea. (laughs) It was a joke, guys. I know. Were you old enough to own a VHS? thoughts in terms of rating the the Voigt and uh, Constantine Franck? Um, let's see. I would say let's see, I would say 4.2 for the Voigt and Yeah, I think the Constantine is definitely my favorite right now. Uh, Seeing as how well it's held up compared to everything else, I think honestly, like that's inching up to four or five, maybe even 5.0 territory. In that lime one, I want to reduce down to 1.7. Yeah, (laughs) I I think I'm going to call this right now. It should have been a cocktail. (laughs) Oh, that's right. We're trying it with Sotol. Good thing we said that before I poured it all out. Okay. So sad because that's the best label. It, it is. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's the best. It's the best label. You, you just poured a liquor shot for someone, you know. You <laughs> poured a shot for my homies. Mm-hmm. There you go. My homies that are dead in the grave. All the martyrs. Mm-hmm. Martyrs of the Orthodox Church, yo. Because they were such freezing fans. Some of them probably were. Like, what's his name? Who converted Germany? He was probably a Riesling fan. Probably. That's probably what kept in there. The weirdly thing, the weird thing is, I can remember the vision he had, which is how we got the Jagermeister label. The he saw while he was. Com- oh wow! Great blue heron. <gasps> oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> that was a red heron. Mm, no, that was a great blue heron. Oh oh. 
Sorry. Damn, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I'm so good. Like, that lemon ninja had nothing on me. I, I just got Reuben. Like, some people got ninja. So you have two more to comment on over there before we get to Germans. So wait, we're keeping the Nahar? Nope, we're not now. Okay. So you can drink the Nahar and tell me what you think of it. How do you rate it? Well, I honestly, I don't usually like sit and enjoy the Nahar. Um, when it's like freshly open, we're like, I'm, you know, talking about it. The note that I usually get that I like to talk about is a Silky Meyer lemon. Mm. What do you get that you don't like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Ruben, you're just on point. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know, because it was in a... No, but I, honestly, I really, it's way different. Super yeah. opened up. It starts to get a little bit more, like, interesting and old world once it opens up a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, because before it opens up, it gets what? <laughs> it's, like, it's really bright and clean. There it's you really, go. like, super clean when it's uh, freshly open. Thank and you. And then it gets down and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like it. Wink, wink. <laughs> Pile high and deeper. <laughs> So I'm gonna start pouring our Spatleise. Could you pronounce the full name of it, please? Thank you. Okay, give me ein moment, bitte. Oh. Uh, ladies first. Ladies first. Well, Pippin doesn't look like he gives a damn. Well, that's because he's not drinking it right now, is he? He would be if you'd let him. Pippin, we've decided, is not a lady. <laughs> well, we got one more. Um, oh, I have to taste something else. Yeah, you have one more to taste. This is the Apossimento style. Mm. Vaguely late harvest because it was harvested at 30 bricks. We found out. Riesling <laughs> from Ohio. Uh, wow. 30 bricks in Ohio. Eight percent. It was a really. It was a. <laughs> no. It was a really dry. Eight percent RS. It was. Eight percent RS. Eight percent RS. He got it because it was basically a very dry fall with no precipitation. Uh, we have the words from the winemaker himself somewhere on my phone, wherever the f like that went. It's like gum. <laughs> yes! We all wow. said that! Um, yeah. Except for me. I said pixie sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I did! It's did. also more than a smell. It's, it's more than spicy, a feeling. Spicy, though. Mm -hmm. I like the smell better than I like the taste, honestly. <laughs> it really has an interesting yeah. nose. I don't really love sugar. Yeah, it's like confectioner sugar too. It's like smooth. It's not like granular. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of cuts your tongue. Mm -hmm. The spice goes away. Like there's so much spice on the nose. And none. <laughs> <laughs> and none on the palate. Just a minute. I was like, you're gonna have to tilt the earth in a second. If you. <laughs> I, th I thought he was born. patience, man. I was trying to get. I was photos. trying to get. The I know you were trying to get your juice, man. Come on. I'm hurting here. I'm itching. Okay. I'm, Got these I'm cheeseburgers, man. Okay. So now we have. Thank you. You're welcome. Movie, man. Are you going to be a good boy? Okay. One of my coworkers. So this is the Marcus Molidor. Sorry. I don't know why I did that. Marcus Molidor, 2014. Velener Sonnenhöhe. Sonnenhöhe. Sorry. Wellener Sonnenur Spatlese, Riesling from Mosul. Uh, I will give. No, we've already had her read Silly. Yeah. But uh, I will <laughs> read this like, one serious. The grapes for this wine include. Uh, include. 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 How much fruit. Did? <laughs> 
Exactly, Pippin. <laughs> I know, I made a fool of myself. Twenty fourteen, Velen or Son in Soon in Ur, Riesling Spatlaze, the Riesl <clears throat> Ah, See, this is what happens when you open nine Rieslings. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Riesling for this. Yeah. The grapes for this wine and crew. <laughs> Would you like me Jesus, to? yeah, pass the bottle. The grapes for this wine include fruit from 80 years old ungrafted vines. Ooh. This famous, extremely steep vineyard site has various levels of complex slate stones. Aroma. Do you want me to read the aromas or do we want to talk about it first before I read that part? Yeah, Would let's you... do that. Yes. I like that one better. Yeah, me too. I wasn't Read it discuss. or? No, don't read it. Okay. I'll read what the label says after we've commented on. Uh, well, uh, I lucked out because if I'm not mistaken, the Harper John Voigt is the only other one that's unrooted. Yes. Mm. So I still have some of that in my glass. Wow. Whoa. Smells like honey. Yeah. Like so much. Like honey, honey and petrol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it smells like, like rubber cement. So much. It's so intense. It smells like mead. Yeah. Yeah. Romantic descriptors. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're very pleasant yourself. <laughs> Get better with this night goes on. <laughs> and a slight iodine, like. Yeah, I'm, I am getting like a sea salt character. Yeah. Like rubber cement. Yeah, I agree. Which is weird that, because uh, I know this is mostly schist and slate on this area. Yeah. Not anything oceanic. I'm just going to say, Ruben says it tastes like rubber cement. We now know he sniffs and eat glu yes. eats glue. Yeah, yes. that's a very <laughs> good point. Uh, or at least did at one point when he was a child. I had a cocking incident as a juvenile. That sounds painful. Yeah, I don't want to hear about your cocking incident. <laughs> it was, was it a run-by? <laughs> it was a run-by cocking. Was it someone that was a father figure to you? That's just a whole different parade. <laughs> it was uh, sink. Also, this is the, the, the oldest one we've got right here. This is 2014. Wow. Look at that color. Mm -hmm. It's like sunflower straw yellow. Yeah. It's almost like butane. Or... You don't even have to put your nose near the glass to smell it. It's just mm -hmm. jumping. Yeah. It really is. And it's just got so much flavor on the palate, too. You sip it, it's like, wow. And the finish is a mile and a half long. Too. Yes. Yeah, that finishes. I'm going to be tasting this in the morning. <laughs> Diesel on the finish. You know it tastes like need, BP, like petroleum. Yeah, it's pie. diesel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're getting to key lime pie point. It tastes like the BP oil spill. That's you mean. Know, briny. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna bring out and coffee grounds and key lime pie. <laughs> <laughs> this is lovely though. In it the meantime, yeah, I love this. This is fantastic. Nikki, why don't you talk about your favorite Riesling experience while I get. Uh, our dessert. I'm the wrong person. I don't have a Riesling experience. Well, what's your Riesling for not having a Riesling experience? I've never been to one of these podcasts before. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you said you remember your Riesling story. Oh. And you never told it. Yeah. Tell us. Well, well, it's just, it's more funny. So a friend of mine, when his parents got married, somebody gifted them a bottle of wine and then they kept it for like nine years just in the fridge and we're never going to drink it. Guess what brand it was? 
Chateau Saint Michel. Okay. Oh, nice. They gave it to me, and I was like, "There's no way." It was so fucking delicious, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't remember what the vintage was, but it was like an early 2000s, and I was just like, "There's no fucking way," but whatever. But I think the fact that it was just saved in a fridge for nine years, mm. it was so good and so like it almost tasted fortified. Wow. Because yeah. it was kind of syrupy, little nutty, like oh my god, I forgot about it. It's because it's been. I mean, I that was like five years ago that I had it probably, but oh my god, it was so good. I just I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's just a basic Chateau Saint Michel from the freaking grocery store. And but it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just find it ironic, you know, that things don't have to be fancy to taste fucking fabulous. <laughs> so you know, go stash some Chateau Saint Michel in your fridge for nine years. <laughs> well, the acid they get up there is amazing. Yeah. It, it's definitely builds ageable wines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, 14. This is, what, seven years old? Mm-hmm. And it's aged beautifully and really has held up. But from, but that makes sense. I mean, that's from, you wouldn't expect that from something you bought from the grocery store for like 10 bucks. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the story. She was talking about uh, St. Michelle. Yeah. Oh, it's a, oh wow. I, I got a Chateau St. Michelle from, uh, that was, nine years, that was nine years old. It was just stored in a fridge and it was phenomenal. <laughs> So I um, held a tasting for a bunch of my friends. They're all songs. I mean, these guys work in restaurants. They're serving wine every night. They're tasting. They're going through certified advanced. I mean, these guys know how to taste wine. So the wines were ranged in price, and they were all um, Syrah. They ranged in price from $5 to $60. Okay? The $5, uh, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank on the name. So you know that winery in Australia that Yellowtail. has... Yellowtail. Yellowtail, yeah. $5 was the Yellowtail. And I don't remember the brand for the $60. And then there was everything in between, right? So they did this whole tasting. I got you. We've been there. We've been there. Go, go. I, I'm, I'm, I've been there, too. Seminary, man. Seminary is a bitch when it comes to finances. <laughs> So you're saying? Anyway, so we did this whole tasting, and you know what? That that yellowtail held up. It was just amazing. Hmm. There's certain certain wines, and I think Chateau Saint Michel is one of them too, because everything I've ever tasted from them has been, been delicious. Yeah. yeah. And yellowtail is another one. They just make a solid, well-made wine. Yeah. Uh, so one of my probably my favorite ex actually. Um, she, uh, being a geologist who does not have a lot of money because, you know, tenured professors do not make a lot of money. Uh, her regular, like, wine is is anything yellowtail because she says, well, it's drinkable. And she's always embarrassed whenever she, like, whenever I ask, hey, what are you drinking tonight? And she's like, yellowtail. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, don't be ashamed. It actually is, for the price, really solid wine. Mm And every time she acts embarrassed. So, Kara, stop being embarrassed. <laughs> Not that you listen to this anyway, but. Yeah, call me. Her. <laughs> hey, baby, call me. <laughs> Kiss me through the phone. No, not that kind of thing. But anyway. Um, excuse me, Pippin. Oh, Pippin's all excited. He's like, pie! Give it to me. This this wine smells like a burnt candle. I can see that, sort of the smoke, like that petrol character being like smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone grab a, a slice, by the way. Uh, I think I need, I've been eating on a napkin. That won't work for keeping the pie. A little too messy. Here, let's snag you one of these. 
Oh, crap, I, I only have two forks out here. <laughs> we can handle it. Hi, <laughs> eat it with your hands. My fork only has a little curry on it. Should be fine. <laughs> Actually, it would be really good with key lime. There you go. Mm-hmm. You can have my curry spoon. That'll work. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> we have my rice fork oh, instead. Oh, wow, that's oh, that, fascinating. A little blander. Yeah. <laughs> Do okay, you have something? Probably. That totally brings out the acidity in this wine. Such a gentleman, thank you. So, Germany has a whole host. Breads and butters. Those two, but also of wine rating systems. Oh, yes. Especially focusing on harvest times. So this is Spatlese. Next up, we're going to do Auschlese, which is the the next sweetest. I don't remember all the details of... Is there an umlaut above the A in Spatlese? Yeah. Isn't that not... Don't you pronounce it with an E? You're right, that'd be Spätlese. Spätlese. Like, so my problem is that I learned German from a Bavarian, and Bavarian is like hit country Alabama Deutsch. <laughs> uh, so basically it's like hillbilly German. I need to get you a plate. So anyway, you have basically three different levels. Well, four different levels, because there's Eisfein. Um So Spatleise is late harvest. Auschleise is the next latest harvest. The latest harvest that you usually get most years is Berenauschlese, and we do have a Berenauschlese here, thanks to Ruben. Who brought Yeah, I said Ruben. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Were you not listening to what I just said and I complimented you? Oh, thank you very much. Well, You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then you have, if there's grapes left on the vine, and then they freeze, then ice vine. Um, What's the first tier called? First, well, Cabinet. there's Cabinet. That's the first tier? Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it was Qualitätswein bestimmte Ambugebiete. It's easy for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I grew up in Germany, so. I think it's kind of, most cabinet qualifies under that. I think that also is the name for the standard rating system. Yes. If I remember correctly, it's been a while. Which one of those is Blue Nun? None of them. Blaufrankisch. <laughs> 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 no, it's not. Blue Nun is not Blaufrankisch. No. What's Blaufrankisch? Blaufrankisch is Blaufrankisch. Fair enough. Um, you might be thinking of Liebfrau milk. Liebfrau milk is what it is, yeah. Yeah, it's a Liebfrau milk. So next up, courtesy of... Wait, before we do that, tell me what you think of this label, Megan. It's another boring one. <laughs> it's just not interesting. Kind of, at least it's got some shinies on it, but it's an underline. So. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, it's boring. That's the most boring font possible. It's got the wine around it, but very tiny. I don't know. It's yeah, not interesting. What did, what did you guys? Uh, what would you guys rate that le- like the sp- uh, speed lace that we just had? It's with, it's not bad. It smells like cola. The burnt candle one. I rated a solid four or five. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it, it a four. I like that one. It's a good color. It's just, it's funny because you didn't Smell that. Which wine is this? Definitely I'll tell you in a minute, but smell that. It smells like cola. What is it? That's fucking weird. It is. It's the the John Voight. Yeah, it's like fucking cola nut. Yeah. Not just like Coca-Cola, but like the actual cola nut. I had a cola nut soda once and this reminds me. That's fucking weird. That's, uh, That's really fucking weird. 
It's a really interesting line. It's got a lot of, com- I mean, uh, that's complexity. Right? Yeah, there's, there, I think that John Voight is the most complex wine we've had so far tonight. A complex man. Not John Voight, sorry. So complex we can't pronounce the name. Harper Voight. Harper Voight. The law office. It's happening on purpose. They're still calling it John Voight. Yeah. The, uh, the Harper Voight. Uh, it's, it's definitely the most complex of the night. This here is the next level up. This is an Auschleise, courtesy of Elizabeth Bricker. Thank you very much. Who I think is the only actual certified song here. Wait, I, I don't yes. think I got that one. Oh. Because I was too busy. Uh, Geeking out. Yeah, 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 how dare you. <laughs> What's the name of that? I didn't uh, get um, one of those two. I think that one. I think that one. You didn't get the void? No, I didn't get this one. Didn't the the one that? we just did. Oh, I thought I poured it for you. Oh my god! I think. I don't know, maybe. Is that the. No, wait, I didn't okay. get that one, sorry. Well, you're getting more. Whatever. <laughs> Whatevs. Whatevs. So, all right. It's not like we don't have enough Riesling here to go around with uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bottles. I'm just getting started. Ten. I haven't even. Ten. Have Ten bottles. Yet. Which made me think of Monty Python. <clears throat> one, two, five, seven, three! Three, sir! Three, right. What's the name of that uh, stomach ailment where it, you have like acid, acid reflux? Isn't there like a four-letter acronym? What's the name of this? One? Oh, oh, oh! I'm getting GERD. GERD. Oh, GERD. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. GERD Anselman. <laughs> Thank you. That sounds like a, a James Bond villain. Like, hello, no, Mr. Bond. I, GERD Anselman, expect you to die. Uh, Riesling Auschleser from Thales, hmm. as opposed to True. Okay. Uh, that was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2017 Auschwitz of white wine. This wine is 100% made from Riesling. Great variety grown in the false wine growing area. Noble wine tends to bouquet semi sweet. Please serve chilled between 55 degrees. Be- still serve well chilled between 55 degrees Fahrenheit. The wine will match sweet dessert, strong cheese, right finest potatoes. <laughs> yes, serve between 55 degrees. <laughs> By the way, our. It's all shit, we missed it. <laughs> I actually reminded, it, but whatever. Uh, as terms of tasty notes on our 2014, it says, uh, aromas reminiscent of white vineyard, peach, nectarine, tangerine, lime, tree blossom, and flint. Complex mineral structure with a vibrant acidity. We got the acidity. Uh, long-lasting mineral finish, great potential. Serving temperature 45 to 55. If I had a dollar for every time a teacher said I had great potential. Yeah. I was a, I was a gifted kid, too, and then I became me. <laughs> That's, actually, I am gifted, just not in the ways that they would have probably liked. Getting spicy pickled asparagus on the nose. I don't think I've had this one yet. Sorry. It's okay. Yes, pickled vegetable right there. <laughs> Donata. Smells like potato chips to me. Smells Almost like jalapeno sticks. too. Mm-hmm. Smells like pixie sticks to me. Yeah, yeah and I can see like yeah, like the, the jalapeno like, potato chips. Yeah, it's like, like potatoes. Are we zaps? Right one. Yeah. Zaps. Yeah. <laughs> jalapeno. Yeah. Did you pour me the one? This yeah. Is, this smells like pixie sticks, and they're telling me jalapeno potato chips. I want that one. <laughs> Pixie sticks were you eating? <laughs> the jalapeno potato yes. chip was Clearly. Oh, God. And I eat a lot of jalapeno. I'm getting more of the jalapeno, um, but I am getting a little bit of your pixie sticks. Hmm. Actually, okay, okay. <clears throat> and a little bit of petrol. It smells like a dirty man walked past me in a barbecue joint. <laughs> Oh my god. So I actually really don't know very much about Riesling. What are classic Riesling nights? 
I think you're drinking it right now. <laughs> what are they paired with? The yes. Yeah. Oh, um, pairing Chinese sorry, food, me. Uh, Thai food, sushi. I knew I knew Oriental food. Yeah, because Mexican of food, spice. Mm-hmm. Mexican food too. So basically, just spicy food. I mean, what? Yeah, spicy to to a degree, it, it tends to embrace spice pretty well. Because it's although I think gorse to me is really better for those kinds of spicy food. I mean, gorse to me are in spicy food. Mm. Yeah. Well, good old spicy tremeter. So that's yummy. the name of the grape. We've got sauerkraut in here. Like, is p- pickles? I think are really difficult to pair mm-hmm. with wine. Is that kind of another? Yeah, it, it's working with the. Generally uh, paired with pickles. This almost, like, at times, a couple of the wines made it taste like uh, Cochinita people. Have you ever had it? It's mm. um, it's very similar to this with it's almost like a pickly orange sauce. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's more southern, uh, like, uh, South American rather than, like, interior Mexico. I always think of cheese with Riesling. Tasting these two side by so, side is so different. Yeah. I always think of cheeses with Riesling because it's so acidic. It just cuts right through all that cheese, yeah. fatty cheese mm-hmm. flavors. Mm-hmm. I could see that. For sure, yeah. And really, just about any cheese would go with Riesling. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just lack of time. But I'm more fond of our 2014 than our uh, 2017 false. You, you talk about the one previous? Yes. Oh. I haven't I mean, even tried this one, but I, I guarantee it's better than the last one. Okay. Well, then try it and tell me. Oh, I, well, I think I will. Then do it. Well, don't challenge me. Challenge, 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 challenge. They say that, like, pickle, notes of pickles or whatever is usually, like, hmm. specific. It's like a... It's, Kind of a fault you need to have in a, a piece sense, of but it's my biological. Do you need a towel? Because it is spectacular with the key lime pie. This right. tastes like pine, the power of pine salt, baby. It tastes like Pliny the Elder. <laughs> Holy moly. Whoa. I'm not getting any hops. <laughs> it, it, it's like pine salt and burnt marshmallows. It is really good with the pie. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost chocolatey. Yeah, with the pie, it is almost like. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah, it's a match made in heaven with mm-hmm. that pie. Mm-hmm. Do you want a piece of pie? No, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> if it didn't have eggs, I would. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You just get a little bottom slice. Of, I don't think there's eggs. In there. Maybe there is, though. Yeah, I know. Damn it! Why do I love birds so much? <laughs> Because they are adorable. They are. <laughs> Pippin sneaks over to your shoulder. It's like, why don't you answer that question? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pie was not. I mean, I'm. I was. Maybe somebody enjoyed the pie with the 2014, but. Um, yeah, I didn't really love the pie with the, the previous one. Not as much. No. Really it was fine, but it didn't. What's I that? don't feel like they complimented each yeah. other like this you, one. You know that little that little um green glass container that you you pick you un, undo it and you put it on your lip you're talking about no it's like uh maybe i don't know shit like, carmex or something carmex oh okay i'm getting carmex oh, okay so oh, like petrol is, yeah it, yes yeah wow oh i can see that oh <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i can add we never said that you couldn't. Of course. You were number one on the guest list, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of Reuben, okay. uh, I am now cracking open our 2018 Baron Ortega, also from False. Uh, who's the, who's the, oh, oh, holy, sh- 
Who's the maker? Dude, 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 dude. I'm sorry. Who, who's the maker of this one? What's the name of that gastric thing? Can you tell me what's? Uh, Anselman. This is an Anselman false. They both are. Yes. yes. Oh, that's yes. remarkable. It's not so, remarkable. It's probably from the same vineyards, but different harvest levels. Okay. So this is gonna be really, really, really exciting. Do you know how much I paid for this bottle? If I, you know me, uh, money is no issue when it comes to wine. I thought I saw a price tag on here earlier. No, I don't see it now. A uh, hundred dollars. That's a great guess. As you know, it is a Bernache Laces, so this is- They are more expensive. Yes. So, I want you guys to really appreciate this. I, I will reveal the price after we're done. Okay. <laughs> Megan is very clearly rolling her eyes. Because she's had it before. She's such a... Mm. <laughs> I would roll your, my eyes at you no matter what. That's true. <laughs> mm. So it also is a completely different bottle than our other um, bottles. It's proper. It is most proper. It is meat and right. Sorry. Uh, oh, it's weird on this one. There we go. Mm. Wow. So this one is not a Riesling. The grape is Ortega. Mm-hmm. So, Wait, what? The grape yeah, is Ortega. It's not actually Riesling. Oh, oh how interesting. I've never had an Ortega, though. Well, now you are going to enjoy one. It doesn't sound like a German name. So fucking weird. Well, it's also the name of a salsa. <laughs> and a jewelry salesman in Santa Fe. <laughs> Don't they also have a shop in uh, uh, Scottsdale? <laughs> I don't think they're the same. God, they get so much prettier the more air I hated the nose on this until I actually tasted it. It smells like really, really good cheese. Oh. Bad meat. It smells like there's like a bad meat in it. I don't know. It smells like what? I'm sorry. It smells like there's a hundred different things in it. Right? It's just got so much aroma. Okay, I haven't uh, gotten a chance yet. What do you think, Nikki? Put me on the spot. I don't, I don't, come on. Come on. Wow, that's interesting aroma. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. It's like che- bad cheese, good cheese, bad meat, paprika, mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. sauerkraut, yeah. slate. Oh, it's slate. Chocolate. Do I get chocolate? Is there something else? Chocolate. You're totally right. I get chocolate too. You guys don't get the very end at the very end. That is fascinating. But you guys don't get like floral notes to this? It's like floral for me. A little bit of floral, but not as much. What the hell are you guys smelling? We already just told you. I smell something vegetable. Like chocolate cake, asparagus. Yeah. Yeah. I can get your pico de gallo is what I can get. No offense. It's great. You're welcome. Right there. Yeah, I'm totally getting like a vegan chocolate cake. Ooh, totally. Okay, I get that now. I do get the chocolate. All right, let's taste it. Did you guys taste it? It's interesting because you can't smell the sweet. We do the sweetener, but you can't smell it. Mm -hmm. So you get a really different impression from your nose. That is surprisingly spicy. It's also really subtle in the sweetness. Yeah. Judging by bottle shape, I would have expected it to be cloying almost, but now it's beautiful. It's got a really spicy finish that just lingers, like um, this honestly crushed red pepper, like chili pepper on a chocolate cake. 
This is yeah. free. Like if someone made like an Aztec you, chocolate you think cake. It's freaking no, like hot chilies. Yeah, this is a 4.55.0. Yeah, this is this is up there. Uh, uh, Pippin has decided it is time for bed. Good night. That was what he just said. He crawled into my shirt and said good night. Huh? What would you rate this? Yeah, like four and a half, five, somewhere there. Oh, so Megan I, needs to talk about the label. I can't even see anymore, so. Well, He's that is. in what? It's fine. Use a flashlight okay. on your phone. No, it's fine. <laughs> Nikki, what did you rate this? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a 4.6 also. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to give this a, a 4.5 for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Okay, so what would you guys pay for this bottle? Not you, Megan, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Even though you know it's a Baron Auschlese, you know, but it's or, split. But at the know. same time, it's Ortega. It's not a grape that you know we're not familiar with. It doesn't have the same marketability as, like, say, mm-hmm. I know Riesling. I'm not talking. I know Gewürztraminer. I'm talking. About what I would pay personally. For it. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like it. I'd pay fifty dollars for it. Yeah, I, I would go with Elizabeth's statement of fifty. I would 50. say thirty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lowball it. Lowball it thirty. And you said you, you said fifty, right? Yeah. Okay. And Adam, what about you? We've got one left. For versatility, because I feel like this would be awesome in crepes. Oh. So I'm gonna go seventy-five. Seventy-five? Yeah. That's actually a pretty decent guess, actually. So with this bottle here, Megan. <laughs> She, she doesn't get to say anything? I No, she knows. <laughs> I I picked, when I saw this bottle, I saw it at <clears throat> Trader Joe's. <laughs> and I, they had six bottles. I grabbed all six of them. Wow. Because the price point was shocking to me. A Baron Auschlese for only $12.99. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Goddamn. Which proves the point that Megan and I have been trying to tell you for months. No. No, I stop you there, sir. (laughs) This is a fantastic wine. I knew it was fantastic in every aspect of this, just by deciphering the the appearance of the bottle. That goes to show it doesn't have to be expensive to be good. It is an expensive bottle. No, it's not. No, some weird burnout, clear out price Mm -hmm. that I nabbed it at. Was it so? Because this is a... Yeah, but it's 2018. It's not that old. See, $75. Is that what you're saying? No, I actually looked it up and, like, it was actually pretty pretty reasonable. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What was your lookup price? So, what did you look up? Uh, I think the the most expensive I saw was, like, possibly $25.99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See? So. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> Expensive doesn't mean it's good, and just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's bad. Which is what I Megan and I have said for a while. Somebody else's misfortune could result in you enjoying a great wine for a low price. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> cheers to that. That's a great fucking closing statement. for that winery. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. Let's make America great again. There's nothing more fun than seeing your wine at grocery outlet. You're like, oh. <laughs> You know how much we sold it? What well, winery room? was that? I mean, can we say? Can't say that okay. I mean, they don't exist anymore. Oh. Yeah. Well, obviously, they don't exist. I mean, anymore. and they're a great deal at the grocery store, right? <laughs> so I still have three bottles of this remaining. I'm so happy that I purchased it. I'm so happy. That's good. Oh, yeah, no. At $75, I would feel bad putting it in crepes at. 
twelve dollars a bottle, like I would make crepes from that. <laughs> so our, our final, my final question of the night before we close off and and Ooh, go into generation, <laughs> which apparently I can't say correctly because <laughs> shit ton of wine. Generation, which is not even the right word for what I'm trying to say. What are you saying? I'm saying, what was your fucking favorite wine, Ruben? Okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to be all little John on you there, but. <laughs> oh, little, little John boy. <laughs> I'm also very amused that our microphone has migrated now to being upright. You're, you're lucky I don't know you that well, or that it just kicked you, like, really hard. But out of respect, I didn't. Um, I used to play soccer. I could take it. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's a great question. Or at least top two. The, okay. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, definitely. I, there's no way I could pick one. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's lead off with Megan. Megan is the loudest in the group, so. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Obviously, this one because I like I like sweeter stuff because mm-hmm. I'm trash like that. And it's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. trash. I own it. I don't care. So the Baron Auschwitz is number one. Or what? Yeah, I What's like your number that one? two. I don't know, because I honestly don't really remember. There's been too many of them. I, there can be three, and I won't remember. Okay. That's I'm fair. I'm like that. I know the one that I didn't like. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Why not? Uh, then give us our least favorite. <laughs> the splash. Yeah. It's awful. Okay. Adam? Uh, the dessert one was great, but I'm going to go with the Italian and the... Uh, I'll say it now. I'll say it right this time. The Harper Void. Okay. Well, Elizabeth? It's a long list. Ooh. I'll land four. Ooh. In order. If you put them in, if you order. Put them in order. You rank them, yeah. No, I can't rank them. Okay. Then two. You get two. Then two and you have to rank oh. them. Two oh. wishes, said the genie. That's so painful. I can't do it. Okay, fine. What are your four? <laughs> what are your top four? Harper Voigt. GD Vraha. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't catch the brand on this beautiful late dessert. Oh, yeah. Anselman. 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 Yeah. Anselman and um, Dr. Constantine Frank. They all make me happy. Nikki? I take any one of them. Dr. Constantine Frank and Harper Boyd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ruben? <sighs> okay. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say I, I really liked this stupid Anselman wine. Like, I'm really pissed that I really like it. This uh, <laughs> dessert, Baron Auschlese. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed because it was so good and it costs so cheap. And I spent hundreds of dollars on a, on a freaking bottle of wine. So I'm very, very pissed at it. Okay, so I'm very pissed Ruben, that so we have told you that good, uh, that a price point is not equal to That's why he's wine. afraid to do the cab taste. Yeah. He knows he's going to be wrong. No. No, yes, I yes. will bring that two hundred dollar bottle. Then do it. Then do it. Well, then set the date. We're fucking working on it. <laughs> okay, we'll Bitch. work faster. But remember, it'll be the June. Blind, right? So none yeah. of us are gonna know. Which it's gonna be it. sometime in June. Okay. Sometime in June. Who's our third party why. person to be pouring that knows the Adam? Order? Adam is gonna be our third party person who will be pouring. All right. Yeah, and I have 12 blackjack glasses. I might be able to acquire more by then. Okay. Well, I've got lots of wine glasses I can break. No, but black, like blacked out, blind black. Oh, oh, oh. Double so blind, like actual okay. crystal, so you, yeah, you can't see. Okay, okay. and my number two, um, I don't know why, it's that little sneaky citrus ninja. You that love, really? Like, you like to be abused. I, I apparently, <laughs> hey, hey. He does. Is that explains a lot about his dating history. I know. That's why I'm just like, yeah, obviously. Aww. <laughs> he wishes like, he. Say, like, Ruben 
wishes he had my dating history. (laughs) (laughs) This is on record. Yes. I think so. We're all human. We are offline. There we go. If you want a dominatrix, that's okay. We'll we understand. By the right. way, that's how the uh, podcast is going to open up. Fair enough. <laughs> Cody's yeah. saying, if you want a dominatrix, we understand. <laughs> it Stay might tuned. be. Stay tuned. There might be. And welcome to the Funk de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> it's either going to be welcome to Funk de Mayo or, uh, or uh, if you want a dominatrix. <laughs> As for me, I think my two favorites are... Um, Harper Voigt. I had to look at the fucking bottle. Offices of Harper Voigt. And, uh, okay, it's kind of a three-way tie. Oh. Um, so Constantine Frank, and uh, I'm going to be the odd one out here. Uh, I really like the Marcus Molitor. What the hell is that? That's the aged uh, Spotlaise. Oh, that was oh. a good one. I like the Baron Auschleise, too. But I don't know enough about Ortega because I don't have enough experience with that grape to really judge it. Yeah, I don't know if that one actually really counts technically since it's not Riesling. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it doesn't uh, really. We're just going to pretend it was Riesling. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I did say favorite wine, not favorite Riesling. Yeah. That's true. So. Good. Because I like that one. Mm-hmm. Me too. Wanton abuse of loopholes. It's stupid good. Now I want wonton You soup. like to color outside the lines, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I zigzag. Meanwhile, Pippin is inside my shirt. Uh, he has decided it is nighttime. Keep your Pippin inside <laughs> your shirt. <laughs> okay. I am, but whatever. My jokes get funnier as the wine's poured. <laughs> or they get worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, guys, uh, have a good night. Uh, Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us. Let's make America grape again. Woo! Let's toast again, because fuck it. Also, because Ruben didn't toast the last one. Hey! Because he was uh, against it on principle. He was too busy being offended I take that off his cheap wine was Because uh, he, he clearly would... Uh, <laughs> so I guess when we eat the rich later, it's going to have to be we eat Ruben first. No. Ooh. Based on his wine cellar. That's true. <laughs> Communism. Communism. for everybody. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk, or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website. Make America Grape Again Podcast.com. Never change, Cody. I'll try not to.